This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. Thanks again for tuning in. We've got a, got a good show for us today. <laughs> you may have seen um, some some of his posts around, uh, particularly Facebook. I've seen it here lately uh, for a book um, called The Lost Cowboy. Mr. JB, uh, Jake is your is your name? You go by JB or is uh, uh go go uh, by Jake? Go, go by, by Jake's, Jake's, but JB's on the book. Okay, pin name is that is that kind of yeah that's right or, yeah that's right the pen name. I thought it might give me a little thought it might give me a little separation from separation my private from life to my private life to my you know social life, oh, okay I guess. social life I guess nice. Um, anyway, called Lost Cowboy, and you have uh, essentially cowboyed on six out of the seven continents on Earth. And um, how how old a guy are you? you? You're still fairly young, I'd say. Yeah, I'm I'm twenty nine. Yeah, I'm I'm twenty nine. Okay, so you've uh you've been a long ways in in your short short time. That's uh that's intriguing. Um. I I have not been I've read a lot about a lot of parts of the world, but I haven't been very many places outside the old, the good old U.S. of A. And uh, there's times where I, I kind of kick myself for not not traveling a little bit uh, more when I was younger. But um, anyway, we'll get into all that. Um, I guess um, we'll get let's get to your book right right off the bat. You uh, released it here just. Uh, like not too long ago, right? Yeah, yeah, it came yeah, out in yeah, it came out the in the beginning of March. The beginning of uh, March. Did a couple uh, no. did a couple little release. Little release. Well, not little, but well, not some little, release deals down, some in, release Texas, deals down in Texas. One in Fort Worth, one in Austin. One in Fort Worth, one in Austin. Um, 
Mm. And yeah, it came out in yeah, it came out in, in March, so it's been in March, uh, so it's been uh, oh, two months, a little over two months, a little over two months, and it, it went to uh, it went to uh, went to the bestseller went spot, to the bestseller and spot, and it's, and it's uh, category and it's or whatever you category call it, or whatever so it was, you call it. So it was had the bestseller badge, had the bestseller badge, went better than I ever could better than I ever could have imagined. That's uh yeah, that's awesome. Um. How I I was listening to you on on Tuffy's uh, show on uh, you can't see him from the road the other day, and and you were saying uh, you kind of kind of just like recorded your thoughts and then uh, transcribed it a lot uh, for for a lot of it, um, and <clears throat> I like how how early on into your travels did you did you start doing that. Um, it, it was, um, it, it, it was kind of towards the it end, was kinda towards uh, the that, end I uh, that I started what, doing that. What I did was, what I did was originally, originally, uh, I was, I was uh, night I was, cabin, I was night cabin for my grandpa and for my grandpa and I was sitting and, in this, and I was sitting you know, in this little, you know, cold barn, cold barn, space heater, to space heater. And, uh, and you've uh, got a lot of time, got a lot of checks when you're going out there to cows. And, so I'd have these, I'd have these hour increments of nothing to do, but nothing to do, but sit. So, barn. so uh, what I started doing uh, was what I started doing was uh, just using the uh, audio recorder the audio on my laptop and on just my laptop talking just to my talking laptop to my laptop having it record it having it record it um and then I'd, and then I'd done quite I'd, a few I'd of done them, quite but a few of them. Just kind of it was just, kind of, it was just kind of randomly talking, randomly talking, talking to the computer, talking telling the computer, each story, telling each and, story. And as I went along, as I went uh, along, I started to get lost. I started myself, to get lost myself. Uh, where I was, uh, and where story I was and stuff and like that. So I, stuff I like went that. back so and I, made. I went back and made kind of a timeline, a timeline, or. Like an idea of like the, an idea the order of, of which order, stories I'd like to which tell, which stories I'd like to tell, in what order they happen. What order so they I started happen. doing it that so way. I started doing it that way, and then I had this thought. And then that, I had this um, thought that um, you know, I I could do this know, and I, I could turn, do this turn and the turn, audio turn over the audio somebody or if somebody happened to die, happened to die doing some of the doing crazy some stuff that I've done. Stuff that I've done. Then you know, at least it's documented. You know, at least it's and that's that's why I started that's, doing that's it. That's why I started the more I thought it, about it, the more I, I thought thinking, about it, I was thinking, you know, you know, uh, if if this book comes if, out, if this book comes and, out, and it's somebody else writes, somebody it, else a writes ghost it, writer, a or somebody, writer, or somebody, you know, you know, else to write it, else to write if, it. If that happens, and if, if that happens, and the book comes out, I don't like it. I don't like it. Doesn't like it. or something like that. Or something like that. I'll uh, have nobody to blame. I'll have myself. nobody to blame, but because I, I'm fully because capable, yeah, of fully writing capable of writing it, uh, and I'm just taking uh, the easy way out by doing the audio thing. thing. So, so that I don't know that, when that I don't transition know when that happened in my happened mind. In my mind. Somewhere, during somewhere during night cabin, and, and I got to thinking, you know, I ought to just, you know, I ought to just might as well type these. Might as well type these down. I'm sitting here on my laptop. It's probably it's more useful than me just useful than me just talking. Uh, that's uh, I mean, it's a, uh, it can be kind of a bore when you're talking to yourself. Like uh, when I, I, I always, like every time I record a solo podcast, I always think, man, I that sucked so bad. And then, then I get comments on it, or people compliment me on it. And I'm like, oh, as I guess somebody enjoyed it, but I, I always just feel like, ah, that that sounds on. There is something about writing it. I don't know. It just there's 
there, there's, I mean, it's the reason books are always more memorable than than movies. You know, like well, when people always well, say like the the book's better than the movie. And now, now that you say now, that, now that you say exactly, that, I remember exactly what. Caused what Cause to start writing it. I hadn't thought about this. I hadn't thought about this in a while. I watched a I watched a a video somewhere somewhere on the interwebs on the interwebs where it was like this old old he was like an Indian he was like an Indian man or something like that or something like that. He was talking about he was talking about had a you had a a tough experience a tough experience that you've had in your life that. It is value. It, it will value, help you. It, it will to, help you to write to, down to write down that experience. That experience. And and uh, I, I think this uh, is also. I, I think this is like also a way that like people, a way that people uh, kind of uh, use kind of therapy use to help with PTSD. PTSD. To help with PTSD. You write down the experience. Mm-hmm. Write down the exact way the exact way that you saw it and felt it and everything and everything. And you write it down. And you write it down. And you crumple up that piece of paper. And you light it on fire. And you light it on fire. And then, and then you generally you feel better generally after writing feel better that. And if you still have, and if you still have kind of issues kind around of it, issues and you want around it, and you want to work on it some more, write it down again. Some more, write it down. And again. you continue to and write that. Continue to write that. Put, you know, put, put what you're feeling. Put what you're feeling into paper. Even if what you're writing is not what you're writing is not any good. Putting it down. Putting it down. Can be helpful. Can be helpful. Like therapeutic. So after seeing after that video, that video, I wondered. I wondered. Maybe I should. Maybe I should write something. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. I am dyslexic. So dyslexic. So handwriting stuff. Handwriting really hard for me. Really hard for me. Um, oh, I bet. No, it's it's no, not hard, it's, but it's, it's not slow. Hard, but it's tedious. Slow, so typing, so typing is kind of the same thing. So I wasn't like, thing. so I wasn't burning like these pieces burning of paper. But a lot of it started out right there. Started out right there. Just typing it down, typing it down, typing out these that I went through. And it was somewhat, it was therapeutic. I don't know that I needed. I don't know that I needed therapy. That's not why I started it. But just the idea, just the idea is why I started to write it. Why I started to write it down. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah, that. Yeah, not like not that you were searching out therapy, but like, yeah, there's certain things that are just therapeutic. Like, a, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so, so where are you from originally? You're Wyoming. Is that is that right? Yeah, Wyoming's home yeah, to me. Wyoming's South home Central to me. Wyoming. South Central Wyoming. Okay, and uh, and how, like, how old were you when you when you started off on this journey? Um, was it, I guess, was it your initial journey? Like, I'm going to go cowboy everywhere I can. Uh, or was it just like, Hey, that sounds cool over there. I'm going to, I'm going to try that for a minute. Uh, well, I started this when I was 21. I was 21. Australia was the first place that I went to. And, um, and, um, when I went to Australia, when I went to Australia. The idea, the idea of cowboying all over the world, all over the never world. crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. It was just the thought. It was just that, the thought um, that um, that I'd like to that I'd like to go see something new. Go see I, something I'd new. been riding bulls. I'd been riding bulls for a long time at that a long point. time and, at that point. Uh, and, uh, shortly before uh, that, I shortly hung before that, I hung up my bull rope, and uh, my injuries got the best of me. Mentally, I just wasn't. I just wasn't there to be doing that anymore. And so I. And so I, I stopped doing it. And I it stopped left doing it. Avoid it left in my kind of avoid so, in my life. So uh, the traveling, uh, the traveling, just kind of picked up. Just kind of picked up. I didn't know it would. I didn't know it. That was 
do that. Purpose that wasn't me doing it, but I was just looking for something looking for something exciting to do. Exciting. So I went to Australia. I went to Australia. I was twenty one. The kind of Kind traveling of journey traveling concluded, journey concluded when, I set a goal, when I set a goal uh, later on in the uh, journey, later on I, set in a goal journey, I set a goal to have it done by, 25. It done by 25. So, so okay. by the time I was 25, by the time I was old, 25 years old, I had, I had cowboyed on, cowboyed on, on, uh, on six continents. Six continents. So, so that's kind of where it that's kind of started and started and, ended, and, and then it took me and then it took me years four or five years to get this the book done the book and, done and, and out there and out but, there um, but the last um, place the last I went place to was Mongolia I went to was, was Mongolia 25 when I was 25 when I was there I uh that's the one I'm most intrigued about reading and, and so I I you know, I want to talk a little bit about your your journeys, but you know, without going too far into it, you know, make people read the damn book. It sounds, you know, it, so um. But all right, so Australia, I I would assume there's a lot of stuff that's pretty similar to, uh, you know, working ranch out here, and then a whole bunch of shit that just completely seem bad, you know, just ass backward compared to what we do. Yeah, it was so yeah, Australia was, was so Australia uh, was the horsemanship was the horsemanship was very, very similar. They, very similar. They ride they, in a different they ride saddle, in a different saddle, but but otherwise, but, but otherwise, um, well, and their saddles don't well, have and their horns, saddles don't so, have horns. So so roping so roping off to your horn down there is just not a thing. That's not a thing. That's that's not a thing that they do. So so uh, that I I suppose that I suppose that was but when I was down there, when I was majority of what we were majority of what we were doing was we were contracted by the Australian government. The company I worked for. The company I worked to go out and catch to go out and feral catch cattle, feral wild cattle, bulls, wild bulls. Mm. Um, um, and they and they they were all they over were the place. All over and, the and place. I get the question. And, and I get the question all the time. All the time. When, why didn't you use why didn't horses to catch horses the bulls? To catch the bulls. You certainly could have. You certainly they could were have. Back in the day, back in the day in Australia, before they had dirt bikes, and all this other stuff, and all this other stuff. They used horses. They used horses, but. It, you'll blow out it, a horse you'll blow out quick. a horse pretty quick because uh, it's big country uh, it's i mean big we were country. in charge I mean, of, we were in charge of uh they uh, call it mustering they call it mustering just gathering just more gathering six million acres six million roughly acres while i was roughly, down there while i was so, down there so it's, yep. it's just a lot of country just a to lot cover, country to and, cover. Uh, and uh, so you could get a couple so you could get a couple probably probably horseback horseback but it wasn't uncommon it wasn't uncommon catch 20 bulls in a day but a lot of that a lot of that you're on a dirt bike you're on a dirt bike going 40 miles an hour 40 miles across a flat across and you know that would just gas out a horse so 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 that was a little bit so that was a little bit a lot of motorized stuff down there still we were horseback quite a horseback quite a bit but yeah it was just just we were tripping down we were tripping down so we'd grab them by their and uh mm. pull them down on the ground pull them down on the ground up and time we had a big six-wheel drive, six drive army truck with a truck door that with opened on the side open on the side and when we got and a bull caught got a they'd bull drive caught, up next to it we took a winch up to its horns to its horns they'd pull it up the they'd pull it up the up the side up the side um up like a up like a ramp a ramp Put them, okay. up in the trailer, put them up in the trailer and that was a lot easier that was a lot than easier having, than having 10 guys horse back and having to go and switch out horses switch constantly, out horses constantly uh, to get that done yeah to get that done 
Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Do they use helicopters and stuff a lot over there too? They do. They do. So so part of what we did so was part catching of what wild bulls. That, that, that was that was the exciting part. The exciting part that everybody enjoyed. But the other but part of that was there was still plenty of cows. still plenty of cows were out there that were unbranded, just running around wild. So a lot of that was so a lot done, of that was uh, done, they called it coaching. Uh, they called it coaching. They they coach the cattle. Coach the cattle. And so I, I I'd be horseback. I'd be horseback. Probably five or six other people would be horseback. Would be horseback. Um, um, and we would start at the and far we would start corner of the far corner of the pasture at daylight. At daylight. And then we and we take off with a bunch take off with a bunch of whatever we can find. Whatever we twenty cows. Ten twenty cows. Start driving them. Start driving them. The shortest and the shortest path. Easiest path to back route that we had to work them in the following day. And then we had dirt bikes, four wheelers, four wheelers, like bull catchers, bull catchers, jeep things, jeep things. And then we had choppers. And then we had all those out there. All those out there. And the machines. And their job was their job go out and kind of go out kind of through that country through that country and bring everything and bring back everything to the herd that we were driving so we'd start with so we'd start with 20 at the beginning of the day the and by the, the end day, of the day by the end of the day when we're getting towards the gate we'd have 2,000 feral cattle feral cattle um, huh. but the horses horses people horseback people horseback their job to kind of keep them together and keep them together and keep them and the machines would just add to the bunch as they could now, uh, what kind of cattle are are they running in, in in those type of situations? Like, it's they they more like English breeds, or are they still a lot of lot of Brahmin influence. So the so the feral the, cattle, the feral we cattle that we were, were gathering were they were they were English breeds, English breeds. Mostly, they, mostly. they definitely they, probably, they definitely they, probably, they, they certainly they, had some Brahmin certainly had some Brahmin to them, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were essentially, uh, they those, were essentially cattle were those cattle were on a fully functioning, a fully functioning cattle station, station that cattle was running for a long time. For a long time, but they quit back. They quit back. I don't know, fifty years ago, something like that, and they just let it and they just let it revert to wild. So, hmm. so a lot of those cattle were a lot like, of those cattle were uh, like longhorn, uh, long sorry, shorthorn, sorry, shorthorn, um, um, and kind of and that. Kind of that. I, I never saw. I, Angus I never down saw there Angus it's too hot. There but it's too hot. But it's. Uh, they were uh, kind they of were English kind breeds, of English. But then you go next then door. Go next we door, also were contracted. We also were contracted to, to muster the bigger, muster the bigger ranches that were next door. And they were, were run. By, they were run you know, by very meticulously, very meticulously taking care of. Taking care those of. places were those places straight were just straight and Brahmin. one place and had white one place had white brahmin or white gray brahmin or gray brahmin the other place had red the other place had and red. that was the way they kept them the apart kept them if apart. they got mixed up if they, they got, got the okay. white and the reds the white were, and the reds were the difference so they the would get on they would get on to the place we were working we were the wildest place the wildest place so some of those brahmin some of those got but a lot of it was but a lot of it was that kind of just that kind of english english European type, European type on the place cattle. we were on. on the place we were on. Now, so so is this kind of like what they'd consider the outback, or is it more like 
Is it close to the coast than than that the outback itself? It's close. It's we were close, really close. We to were really close. So we were up in a we were up in a part of Australia uh, called Australia Cape York. Called Cape York. And Cape York and Cape York uh, down there uh, down they there. Don't call people, they don't call people. They don't call people cowboys. They call them ringers. Cowboys are ringers. Cowboys are ringers. And to say and to say okay. you're a ringer from you're the top ringer end. From the top and, end. And where we are, we were at the very top end. Very top end of Queensland. So there's songs. So there's songs about ringers from the top end. It's it's kind of it's, like a point of pride, like a point of pride that you're a that you're top a end. from the top end. And so we're in northern, northern Queensland, Queensland uh, by most uh, Australian by most standards. Australian it's one of the wildest places wild in Australia because, in Australia because the, outback the Outback is pretty wild, but also, wild, there's, nothing but also there. there's nothing there. And and where mm-hmm. we were, and where we were, there was no civilization, no civilization, or anything like that. Or anything like that. It was just there. It was wild, wild, kind of unsettled, kind of unsettled places. And it was us. And there's probably there's 10, probably 10, 10 to 15, 10 to 15 uh, of us working uh, up there us working up there most of the people that most worked of the with people us were aboriginals, were aboriginals. Uh, anybody that lived uh, up anybody there that lived in that there, area were aboriginals were aboriginals um um, and so it was just us and the natives, basically. basically. And uh, mm. it's a it's a it's a, it's a far it's from far any sort from of any sort of um, um, city. But it, but it's not but it, what but it's you not think of when you think, think of, of when you think uh, of the outback. Uh, what the outback? Desert. Just, I mean, desert. I mean, these cattle are yeah. these cattle are drinking water. brackish water because we're that close. Oh, to, okay. that close to the coast. I see. Okay, so it it'd be more like kind of like a south texas back in the day exactly be, exactly yeah it'd be like a southeast yeah, like a southeast right on the coast right on the coast you know, it's, really it looks yeah, like really yeah. it looks like it looks uh, like it looks like the serengeti the serengeti it's a lot, there's no it's big trees, trees no, but it's a lot of like but it's a lot of like brush and then big brush and big open grassland now okay everywhere huh crazy crazy that uh some of the the different wildlife and you get in in other parts of the world where it it sounds like i mean australia seems like it's just its own own place because everything's trying to kill you but yeah um, yeah you know it's it seems like it's closer closer to an africa than than it is to you know say here i guess you know we're like the us is kind of unique in its own regard on 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 the landscape but um yeah, there's Australia is a weird one. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's, it's Aboriginals and former prison prisoners. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and the folks that I was working, I mean, working. What I was doing down there is not a desirable job for most Australians. So a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys down there were down there were. You know, they're ex-convicts or you know. You know, schizophrenic, schizophrenic. You know, some, you know, I mean, there was, I mean, there was. It was kind of the outcast, kind of the outcast of society, of society that fit in, and and Aboriginals, and Aboriginals fit into that, fit into that as well, unfortunately. As well, unfortunately. But like it was, but like mm. it was that um, that. Um, that's kind of where they had been kind of where they had been driven off to the coast, off the coast, coast like the white stuff, folks, like kind of white drove, folks kind of drove the, the yeah. aboriginals the out of there, and there were, out of there, and there, there were still plenty there of were still plenty of aboriginals that lived in stuff, cities but, and stuff. But, uh, uh, there was still a lot of people. Still we a lot of people. With. Some we of my best friends. Some of my best friends. Aboriginal guys. Aboriginal guys. They, you know, they, you know, they, they don't even have a house. They don't even have a they house. Just kinda they just kind of wander around, around, light a fire every night, night fire every just night, living out of, just living out of the bedroll. And that was the way. Go walk about. Yeah. 
that was yeah. that was the way that, that, that they way enjoyed that they to live and to live and kind of the only place they could do it in Australia. So Australia. So yeah, it was a pretty rush. Yeah, it was a pretty rush bunch of bunch of folks that folks I was working with out there. I was working with out there. Yeah, I would bet. Now. Are are the Aboriginals do are they good a, a horseback or is it kind of like the or are they are the natives here a little different story where like you know there's like certain tribes that just took to the horse and I want did they have horses in in Australia before the the Brits went over no I d- no I don't think I don't so there's not like there's not like an um um. You know, it's not. It's you know, not it's like not, something. It's not with like something Comanches or Apaches or something over here. Over here, there, there was like a long, there was like a long storied history storied with the horse. Story with the horse. Um, mm-hmm. that, that didn't mean that, that they that didn't mean that they weren't good. There's plenty that there were. There's plenty that were. But, uh, but it, it wasn't. Uh, it, like it wasn't a, integrated, like integrated into their culture. Into I think until fairly recently. Fairly recently. But okay. Aboriginal folks. Aboriginal folks over there. They've got a pretty rough. They've got a pretty rough. They. They. Just the way. That they just were treated, the way that they were treated, the way that government the way worked, the government for, a long worked time for a long stuff, time they, and stuff. They, they had it pretty they rough. Had it pretty and, rough. Uh, and those people uh, are fighters. Those people are fighters. They're, they're tough as tough, tough can be. As tough and, can be. And, um, I mean, some some I mean, of the nasty, some of the street fights I've ever seen were just, just fights for fun, fights for fun uh, amongst uh, these yeah. Aboriginal, these folks Aboriginal folks that I that I've lived with. That I've lived and with. I mean, they would just I have mean, they would just have knock down, and drag out, and brawls, drag out just, brawls, just, just for fun. Just that's what fun. they did, or that's that was did, or that was you know a point of pride for them. So for them, so take that to Calvary. Take that to Calvary. There were some of the there were some of the some of the hardest, toughest, toughest that I that I have ever have ever come across. I mean, just I mean, huh. unbreakable, just unbreakable, and they and didn't they, mean that they always didn't mean that they, they were doing with horses, with horses, but they dang sure they dang sure beat by a bronc. I mean, they just keep climbing back on, keep climbing back on. They got dumped. They got dumped. Hmm. That's wild. Um. Yeah, I'd like to go over there sometime and 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 see how they do things. It's uh. What I mean. The When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australia is about the size of the United States landmass wise. I mean, it's a it's a big damn place, yeah. And uh, yeah. with, with a, a hell of a lot less population, population. you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of one of the last like, like sure enough frontier parts, parts of the world. world. You know, there's you know you get out into the outback and and some of those other other territories and there just is nothing out there there's no people there ain't anything that's right that's yeah right. it's a, the yeah, center it's a, i think center, it's i think it's crazy like crazy or 90 percent of the australian population population uh lives uh, lives within within i think it's 20 miles of the coast miles of the coast so the whole center so, the, the whole center of the country is just, is just barren there's barren. very few there's very few people, people, people that live out there yeah my uh my, my brother-in-law's brother-in-law in the Air, Air Force, Force, and him and his uh, 
<laughs> him and his wife, my my sister in law, they were based out in Alice Springs for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. way out in the middle of the the outback, and yeah, they just talked about how just how freaking far it was to anything, and <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's crazy. crazy. Um, so so, so how, how long were you were you over there? I was in Australia. I was for in Australia four for four months. It wasn't that long. Okay, it but um, but um, I I uh, I I did it over. I, did I was it still over, finishing, I was still up, finishing college up college at that college point. At so that point. So it was over. It was the over course of the course of the college. Of the, the college. So I think that. So I think mm. that whatever that was. Whatever four, that was. Three four, four months. Three four in there. Somewhere in there. Nice. Uh, where'd you go to school at? I went to the university. I went to the university one. I went there on a on a rodeo scholarship and rode bulls on the rodeo team for a while. For a while, well, for most time that I was there, and then then I quit. Then I quit college. So that led into the traveling stuff. Traveling stuff. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was. I went to. I went to CSU. So I'm. Oh. Pretty familiar territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I always enjoyed the the border war, uh, tailgate. Like it was a lot of shit talking, but like, <laughs> like you guys were our rivals, but we didn't hate you. Like we hated CU. Right. And uh, right. I, I, I always enjoyed drinking beer with uh, with the Wyoming folks uh, in the in the parking lot. There's a lot of shit talking, but yeah, like it was all yeah. it was all in pretty good fun, you know. Yeah, there's there's yeah, plenty there's, of shit, there's talking, plenty of shit talking, but it's, I mean, really, we're I the mean, two really, we're the two schools. If anything, if, like, if anything, like, I mean, we can want to win a football game, game or something like that, that but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both schools, both schools doing the same thing, yeah, same thing. Yeah, it was. I always always enjoyed the border war. It was. <laughs> and and let's face it, we're both just awful football teams. So <laughs> there wasn't a whole yeah. lot to to really be be rooting for, yeah. you know. Like yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we're just hoping. We're for just a hoping game, for a bowl game. game. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And then CSU's got so damn just like way off into to like greeny world nowadays, where it just like ah. I don't even like saying that I that went to CSU anymore. They got so they just ah yeah that yeah they, that they went hard in the liberal arts yeah and yeah and Colorado and Colorado in general, I'm, in I'm, general, actually I'm, I'm actually I'm actually originally from Colorado Colorado yeah I grew up I grew up well uh, spent my well, childhood, spent my years, childhood in years in Essence Park not too far not too oh, okay. from there and yeah I I was down in the southeast corner so. Southeast, uh, is where Southeast. I grew up. Yeah, yeah. so we, yeah, so we. I, I'm sure Colorado. I'm sure Colorado. You know, anybody in Colorado, anybody in Colorado sees it, but sees it. But I, I left Colorado. I, I left Colorado when I was. When I, was I, I think I was 15, I think I was when, 15 I left there, when I left there. And I didn't go back. I didn't until, go back until well, until I was in well, until college. I was in so college. So I was probably I was 18 or 19. The first time I went back there, just in that five years span, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that it happened. That it happened. How crazy it was. How crazy it was. You know, when you're living. You know, when you're living you there, don't, you, don't you don't see it every you day. You don't see it every day. Or at least you don't or notice you little changes. Notice little changes. But leave for five leave years, for five and, come years back and, and come back. Holy cow, Colorado, Colorado, has, Colorado changed has changed a lot. It's wild. I uh, <laughs> I remember when I, because I, I went, I started college in 04, and 
there was still some stretches between Denver and Fort Collins on on, on the interstate that was still just like open pasture farmland. Um, and there's, I mean, there's a little tiny bit left nowadays, but it's mostly just, it's just houses and people from essentially Colorado Springs to Cheyenne at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, holy shit. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah, there's a, a little there's stretch, that little between, stretch Wellington between Wellington and Cheyenne. Yeah. And everything and everything else, it's just, just developed, developed the entire thing. The entire yeah. Thing. It's, it's crazy. And, I remember, so I moved up right after high school, like after graduation, uh, I moved up and I was, I was working for this contractor out of, he was out of Fort Collins, but he, he gave me a house to live in cause he needed somebody in it to, to cut down his insurance bill or something. So I got paid nothing, but I got, a. Like I lived in Loveland for about a month and then they moved me out to to Wellington and it was at the time like a brand new subdivision and there wasn't anything around it. It was just that that one subdivision between Fort Collins and Wellington. And now it's just all all through there. It's just, it's just, just nothing but people. Yeah, I'd, one of my I'd, one of my childhood, best friends, childhood friends. He his family he, farms his family down farms in down Longmont in area. Longmont area, and I, and, I, and mm-hmm. I could be getting this could wrong, be getting so this wrong. So quote me on any of this, on any but of this. the way I but understood, way I understood, it, understood was, it was his family his family got bought out got bought by, out by Boulder County Boulder County. Uh, all of uh, their farm all of their farm so. So mm-hmm. it basically it went basically back to them owning the house and the shops and everything like that. But all the farmland, all the farmland, and and I don't think they wanted. And, to and do I don't it. think they I wanted to do it. Kind of it was kind of a domain type, type thing, thing where they were. Where they were. They said you have to do this. So so that that particular family, they farmed thousands of acres, but they only own they only own a very tiny, very tiny ten acres, something like that, where their house is. Where their house is, and and. My understanding of my that understanding was when that, that happened, when they, they said you have the right to farm, right to farm as, long as, as long as it's farmland. But, but as soon as we want to develop, develop it, we're, we're going, going to. to. We're going so to. they're doing it one so little chunk at a time. Chunk every, year, a time. Every, year, every year, they lose they another piece, lose of, farm another ground, piece of farm ground. And, and they, they come in and they come in and grow and build these cookie-cutter houses on it. And their farm gets slightly smaller every year. And out there looking for new land to lease. And they've... You know, they, where they live, where they live now, now used to be a very, to be a very area. area. And now, and now you look out the front, window, the front and window and there's 500 cookie 500 cutter, cookie houses, cutter houses just a mile just away. A mile away. And, and it's just and encroaching. So, yeah, it's, yeah, especially for people, especially for people in agriculture in that area for that area for a while, for a while. I mean, you see it all the way, even, even a place like Bennett, which was just nothing but open prairie is now like kind of a thriving suburban area. I mean, it's, it's crazy that like, like that, that was, was always where we'd, we'd turn off uh, when I was head coming, coming from home up to Fort Collins, we'd turn off I-70 at Bennett, head up to Prospect Valley and then over. And there was, um, there was a mechanic shop at that little uh, cafe and, um, and a gas station, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, a come and go or a, or a maverick or anything like that. It was uh, it was like 
I don't know, like an old Phillips 66 and they might have had a coin operated pot machine, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now they got they got a fucking Starbucks, so <laughs> It's kind of funny. It's up, kind of funny up where up, I live in Wyoming. Where I live in now, Wyoming now, uh, the gas, uh, the gas pumps. pumps. It's weird uh, to it's most weird people. to most people. But the gas pumps, but the you gas just pumps, roll, you up just them, roll up to them, flip the lever up, and fill up, and you don't, and you don't have to go, you inside. Don't, you don't have to go inside. There's no car. There's no thing car at all. Thing at all. And the dials, and the dials spin. It's got dials. It's got dials. So. So oh yeah! Like you just like, pull up, just flip pull the lever, up, flip fill up, and then fill they just up, expect and then they just expect you to go inside. Hey, hey, but when those gas stations yeah. close down, it's seven p.m. Closed down and they're closed, and there's, closed, no, more and there's no more gas stations. Down. So, so that, yeah. kind of that, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff, I love. And I hope it never goes. I hope it never goes away where I'm where I'm living. Yeah, there's there's certain parts of the world where, or at least in in the United States, where. Like you better have your business done by about five thirty or six, or or you're just gonna have to wait till the next day, or you're gonna have to drive a ways. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, and then that, and then also, also, um, like, like thinking that credit cards that credit work cards everywhere, work everywhere, and stuff like that. Like that like just that, doesn't like really just happen. Doesn't really happen. Up and up where, up where, where I'm at. I mean, a credit card's not gonna get you all the way. All the way. Some of those places. Some of those places. They still dealing cash. They still dealing cash. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a neat way to to do things. I know, it, like around here, uh, we're we're pretty lucky where we have um, we got a few few stores and they they usually stay open till um, I think the the stores open till seven in the summer and then you know there's a there's a Mexican restaurant where you can get you can you know it's kind of got a little Mexican. Um, convenience store on the on the back side of it and and they're open relatively late but like once once everything shut down it shut down and it's like well it's 45 minutes to the next next place so yeah and that's true yeah, on sunday true on sunday i mean if you, i mean if you you, you might get nothing, <laughs> yeah. done, on nothing sunday, done on a sunday uh, uh mm-hmm. where, I'm at, where i'm at well even in the a few of the like the bigger small towns around here, like still, still Sunday's pretty slow. You know, like uh, I don't know how many people Gardnerville has, but like you, you can go to Reno. It's an hour and a half from here, and and do anything you want on Sundays. But you get much outside of Reno, and it's uh, yeah, Sunday's a little little hit or miss. Yeah, you know I, you know I really, I, love I really love northern Nevada. Northern like Nevada. you take, like you take, you take, uh, you take uh, Reno, Reno, and Sparks, and, and that Sparks, and that whole metro you know, area, metro out, area of that, out of that, out of that, and and northern Nevada, northern Nevada, it's, just, it's, it's a just, beautiful it's place. Beautiful almost place. nobody almost lives nobody there. Lives there. It's just big it's ranches. Just big ranches. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot reminds of Wyoming. Reminds me a lot of Wyoming. Um, just. Just, uh, I haven't spent a lot, of time, spent in a lot southern, of time in southern Nevada, Nevada other than being in Vegas, being in for, Vegas certain things, for certain but things. But I've never been outside, never been of, outside northern of Nevada. Northern Nevada. I mean, I could, I, mean, I, could, I, could, see see I could see myself there, living there. there. It's, it's just it's, cool. It's just a cool, cool area. Cool yeah. area. Where you're at, where you're, you're at, you're far enough south, far out of south Reno and all that. Reno, you're not that you're in the middle of it. In the middle, you take Reno out of the equation, and equation, oh man, that is desolate, desolate. Yeah, it really is. Uh and you know, my my wife grew up in Reno and uh she's she's 40 and growing up, you know, Reno was like I don't know 50,000 people maybe. Um like not it wasn't all that big. It was it was real spread out and and yeah, it just 
how with you know like Tesla and Amazon and all the all the shit that moved in there um it's it's one of the the fastest growing cities in the country and it's uh as I've known my wife we started dating in 2012 and so that was the first time I was I went out to Reno and since then I mean it's just yeah they're they're building shit all the damn time yeah, and I think yeah, I mean, and I think up with folks that, folks that, uh, that uh, they're sick of they're California, sick of laws, California laws, but still want to live still wanna somewhat live close, somewhat close. And so they, and so yeah, they get a lot of California, lot of California transplants, transplants that, can that can just go ten miles, go 10 over, miles the over the border. They can deal with they can deal with Nevada laws, Nevada laws, but still, but still be somewhat close. Be somewhat close. You get a lot of those. You also get a lot of them that are they claim to be flee in from California because of the laws, but then they vote for the same damn thing once they get here. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah true. that's true. I wish you guys would. Like, I moved here, and I, you know, I moved from rural Kansas at this. So I grew up in, like, just right, right on the border of uh, Kansas and Oklahoma. And <clears throat> just, you know, just rural country. I was living in Kansas at the uh, before I moved out here. And I'm moving to rural Nevada. I, I knew a little bit about it, not a ton, but yeah, I, I love rural Nevada. Is awesome. Um, I Vegas. I, I think California should just keep it, just annex it to California. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Reno, Reno. I think we could uh, we could kind of keep them in line. You know. Right. Right. That, uh, that, uh, so if so if if you if, agree, if you with, agree that with that mentality, I've got a good friend named Kalen Beasley. Kalen Beasley, Beasley musician. A musician. And okay. he's got a great, got a song, great song that's called, that's called um, I'm trying to think, um, trying to think. I think it's called I Like, it's the, called place like the Place You Left. And he wrote, okay. he lives, he wrote, in, Cody, he lives Wyoming, in Cody, Wyoming. And the song is about song Cody, is Wyoming, about Cody uh, Wyoming. Because there's a lot of people uh, moving into, into that, area, into that well. area as well. But basically, mm-hmm. basically he, says, he says, we're fine. We're fine if you want to move here. We'll be welcoming if you want to come in. You know, whatever. We don't care where you're from. But don't come here. Here and make and this make place this place like the place like that the you place that you just left. Yeah, and and I think and, that's and true, I think for that's lot, true for I a mean, lot. It's not I mean, just Cody. It's not just Cody. It's not just Reno. It's a lot of places in the places rural United, United States, States, States that people want to right. leave. People want to leave because they don't like what's happening where they're at. Where they're at. And then they go move to these. I mean, it's happening. I mean, it's happening in the town I live in. Where too, people move in there. Move in there and. But you can't treat but those can't places treat the same way that you treated that you treated the places that you the left. Because left. why did because you leave? Why did you leave? First place. In the first place. If, yeah. If, 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 you if you liked what you liked on there, so don't there, so don't come, don't come, come to don't our come Wyoming, to our Wyoming or, or our rural our Nevada, rural Nevada and try and turn this and into, turn this into what, what what you left. What you left. Yeah, it's like if you got a little hipster restaurant, go build your hipster restaurant. People will come to it, but don't vote for more taxes and bullshit. You know, like that's the part that that really pisses people off. Like, you'll get some of those grizzled old cowboys to walk into your hipster restaurant run one time if it's good, and uh, you know, and like that's that's the good thing about the hipsters. They usually bring pretty cool shit like that to to town. But yeah, yeah, like don't don't bring any of the other bullshit with it. You know, like <laughs> do what you're good at, and uh, you know if it's if it's good and people like it, they'll you know they'll be nice to you. You know, it's uh. Rural people are pretty friendly for the most part until they're not, and then when they're not, that's a that's when you have an issue. That's right. That's right. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. So 
you get you come back you come from from, from Australia. Australia. Where did, Where did you, you head, head to from there? Um, so I went to Australia, so went to Australia came, back, came back, finished my last, finished semester, my last of college, semester of college, uh, graduated, uh, graduated, and I realized that I had, uh, I had, uh, I had, I had, had some insight from, insight from, from folks that had folks been, that been I, I got a degree I got in animal science, animal science and also wanted an agricultural business. And I, and I knew some and folks that graduated folks that before me, before me um, um, with the same with kind of same degrees. Kind of degrees. And they were telling and me that they were getting passed over. For people with a high school education that were bilingual as opposed to somebody with a college degree. And so, mm-hmm. and so that got me thinking, got me I thought, thinking, man, I've, thought, man, I've, I've never I've taken a Spanish never taken class in my life. I don't, life. I don't know any Spanish. 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 Uh, uh, and, and it's obviously, it's obviously more and more, more becoming, and more becoming a really important, a really thing important to know to Spanish in the agricultural, in the agricultural industry. industry because more yes. and more, more and more of, of the, workers the workers that are involved, that are involved and people involved, people involved uh, speak uh, Spanish speak and some, Spanish. sometimes, sometimes only Spanish. Spanish. So, so, yeah. So I, so I figured I, at that I figured point, at that point uh, I didn't really uh, want to go really want to go get a big boy job, big boy job and, and you know like settle you know, down settle so down so I got to thinking how, how am I going to learn Spanish, learn Spanish, as, Spanish as, as possible, possible. Uh, uh, so I so I figured I, I would I figured just I would go just down go down go to another go country to another country that speaks Spanish speak Spanish but also does but also does ranch work because that's all I know how to do how to do and uh, and uh, go down there and go down pick there up and Spanish. Pick up so Spanish. So I, what I, I ended up doing, what I ended up doing, moving to Argentina, moving to Argentina, uh, lived uh, with gauchos, lived gauchos for a while, for a while, uh, on a couple uh, different uh, outfits, outfits down, down there, down and there. and. I just studied I just Spanish, Spanish nonstop, nonstop and, and and then I and what, I was, studying, what I, was studying, <clears throat> I was studying I used an app, I used on, my an app on my phone uh, to learn uh, to learn new words new and stuff words like that and, and I'd like go that. try and I'd go try and use them the next use day the next day and I began to understand began to understand more, more, more Spanish, Spanish. Um, um, so so by the time I left by the time Argentina, I left Argentina I was not fluent, I was not fluent uh, but I understood uh, but I understood a whole lot more whole lot more than I would have than I would have taken a class taken a class like or something so, like that so um, that, I went down to Argentina, I went down to Argentina had a had a dang good time, time. I love that place um, I wish my Spanish I wish my Spanish while I was better down, while there. down there uh, but I was basically uh, I was just basically riding with gauchos, riding gauchos every day. Guys, every day, that, guys, that, guys that couldn't guys that read or write, read let alone let speak alone a speak second a language. Second language. Uh, so yeah. They, so they, they, I learned a lot. They, I learned a lot down there. Down there. Went down to Argentina. Went down to Argentina until I got until sick, I got sick. I got I, I, got, to, I, got, to, I got Zika. I got Zika. And Zika is oh. Zika's uh, mosquito mosquito born born uh, I don't know if it's a virus uh, illness of some illness kind. of some kind. Um, I think um, it's. I think, I think it's a virus, virus yeah. yeah. I think that's probably right. Because I, right. I, I was down there, right, was around down the there right around the time of the, of the Rio, Rio Olympics. Olympics. And I oh, okay. remember them remember advertising, advertising that pregnant that women pregnant should, women not, should go not go to Rio, to Rio because of the because Zika, of virus. Zika virus. Because that's, mm. because that's, the, virus that's the virus that... Uh, that uh, if you get it if while you get you're pregnant, while you're there's pregnant, like some there's shrunken, like some shrunken head syndrome. Head syndrome or, there, there's there, oh, there's okay. problems, with, there's the problems baby, with the baby, basically. basically. You weren't pregnant, were you? 
No, no. Luckily, luckily, um, I haven't gotten, had pregnant, gotten during my time. Dodged the there. bullet there. <laughs> right, right. So, it, uh, but, so I, but I, I did get it. I did get it. And it did make me sick. And it actually started shutting down my liver. Down the liver. Uh, and so, uh, and so I was, I was, I was in my I was stage in my one stage liver one failure. failure. Not, I didn't know that. I didn't know that one. But I just felt horrible, horrible for for a while. And I was just, I couldn't eat nothing. I was just dry. He dry all the time the time and couldn't figure out couldn't why, figure out why. Uh, so eventually, uh, so I, eventually decided, I decided I probably ought to just, probably go, ought back just go back home and talk to a doctor doctor and when I did and when I did uh, uh, they basically they ruled out ruled everything out everything but, but Zika. Zika they said we can't they said we can't it doesn't matter if doesn't you matter have it if you because have it there's no because mosquitoes, there's no mosquitoes, mosquitoes up here to transmit it anyways. anyways. So, mm-hmm. so uh, we're not even we're not even for it for it so I don't know for sure that I had it that I had it but all signs all signs into that into that and uh, and uh but yeah i was in yeah, i was in bad i was in bad shape. Shape. i had to really kind of clean up my life up my life and uh eat a very healthy a very diet healthy no diet, alcohol no alcohol no going out partying and i was tired all the time tired all the it took time probably took two three probably months two three months after i got back after I got for back me to get for better. me to get better dang that's uh that's rough um those those gauchos were they uh were they more like the like the indigenous um argentines or were they more of like um european ancestry yeah so the yeah so the, the weird thing, the in, argentina weird thing in argentina is, is um um there's there's and it sounds like you it sounds like kind of know already, know but the, already but the there's a there's ton a ton of European European people people that live in our that live in Argentina. especially during especially during um um like World War like II World times War II a lot times, of a lot of Europeans fled down there. Fled so down there. so you'd be walking you'd down, be the street walking down and there'd be a blonde haired blonde haired blue eyed person person that that you would never you would expect never to speak Spanish and that's the only language that they speak is Spanish. And so that yeah. that so was that, kind of that was kind of mind blowing mind to me blowing at first to, me at to see first that to see that um, because well, my because... Uh, my boss for when I was in Kansas was uh, was from Argentina he uh, he used to run that uh, that feedlot that Tyson and Cactus partnered on down in in Argentina oh yeah oh, <laughs> and yeah. he's uh, he's of Spanish descent uh, originally. Right, and so right. I, I learned a lot about Argentina from from him. A lot more than I mean, I didn't know much of anything about it, and yeah, and he was he was saying that like, there's whole villages up in the in the Andes that are it's, it's the Andes down there, isn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah, and and, and they're, they're just like little, little almost like cookie cutter Bavarian villages where like they have like these roaring Oktoberfest, and they are just like straight up Hitler Youth. <laughs> <laughs> that made oh, it over there. Oh yeah, yeah. I went to yeah, one I of went those, to one of those, uh, not knowing not knowing what I was going, going into, but I went to this little German town. town. Um, um, and, and it was, it was a tourist attraction, attraction, uh, basically Uh, where where the, the, at that time in Argentina, Argentina, I had met up with some college students that were doing study abroad. abroad. They were some were German, some were, German, some were Spanish, some were, Spanish um, some were American. Some were American. They were all doing they were a study all doing abroad, a study program. abroad program. I was not part, was of, not it, part of it, but I had but just I been just robbed, been robbed, literally, literally, literally everything, literally I, owned, everything I owned uh, was taken, uh, was from, taken from me. And uh, and uh, 
the only thing I had the only thing left, I had was, left was for whatever reason, for whatever reason I thought it was a good thought idea, it was a good put idea put a credit card, credit card under the insole, under the insole of my shoe. So, mm. so I got I got everything else got everything taken else got me. taken from me. And uh, and uh, then I just had that just one had card. That one it almost card. had it no almost had money, no money, money but I was able to I was able to it it wasn't it, easy, it wasn't but easy, I but transferred some transferred money around some money and around stuff and made it so I could made it so at least still at least still live down there and had a couple hundred bucks and bucks and met up with these met students, up with these students um, um while I was living, in, I was a living in a hostel and and they they became they, some, they became some, some good, friends. good friends and and they said we're going they to this place, place. I, don't I don't even remember what it's called but it was just like this little German village in the middle in the middle of Argentina Argentina. And, mm. uh, and, um, we went up there, we went up there and spent a weekend up there. It was pretty there. cool to pretty see, cool but, see, but while I was down there, I didn't know about all the crazy, like, like Nazi, Nazi fleeing to Germany and, Germany and all that stuff. All that that stuff that I, I've learned about I've learned about it since. And I have no idea. I have no idea what that But the German influence is strong. Strong. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I don't know how many of them went down there, um, you know when 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 Germany fell in in World War Two, but I, I it was a pretty significant number that that uh, just got on a ship to Argentina, and um, I mean you know they had they had like uh, the Mossad and stuff like hunting people down, I like probably still hunting people down. You know they're uh, the those those Jewish folks. Uh, turns out they hold a, a grudge for a long time. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, uh, yeah. They hunted some fuckers down. Yeah, that yeah, I just was listening, I just was to, listening a podcast to a podcast with, uh, with Tim, uh, Kennedy. Tim Kennedy the other day. Yeah, and and he's uh, he's a badass, badass Green Beret, Green special, Beret forces special forces guy. guy. And, and he got contract to go down there, go down there, hunt down Nazis. Down Nazis. And this was recently, recently. I mean, like yeah, within the last within five years. Five and, years and, so they de- they, so they definitely they definitely exist. And when I was when I was I had no idea. Idea that was not even on my radar. Radar and the place and the place. That we visited, that we visited I, didn't I didn't see anything, anything like, that, like that. That would, that would, you know, it was very, know, it was German, very German, but otherwise, but otherwise, yeah. it was just kind of touristy. Just kind of touristy. We, we hiked we down to hiked a big ass waterfall, waterfall and just swam and just underneath, swam underneath it for, for, you know, you know drank some wine, drank some wine next to the waterfall, next to the waterfall, waterfall good good time, but, um, yeah. I had no idea. I had there's, no idea. There's, there's conspiracy theories that Hitler actually died in Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a few of those. I, I don't know if I believe it, but then when you start like researching, um, you know how he allegedly died or supposedly died, and the the Soviets didn't really release any sort of records at all. So you're like, did they get him? Did he yeah, kill himself? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, there. I, yeah, I mean, it's possible, possible but he died. But he died there. There. I don't know. I don't but, know. Yeah, I was just. I was naive, just some naive twenty-two-year-old kid, just kid, just. Hanging out with gauchos, gauchos and, 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 and hot college, and hot college chicks, so, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, know, any I didn't know any better. Yeah, did you uh, use the the same kind of tack that you used down there, or did you bring your own? No, so no, so <coughs> well, as well, far as bringing as far as tack, bringing tack um, um, anything that anything touches, that touches an, animal an animal in another country, in another country goes under goes under intense, intense inspection, inspection when you when oh, you leave or come back. Or come back. That it, so it's yeah, dang so near impossible, impossible 
to to take anything, take anything with you or with bring you anything or bring that's back been on that's been on them because they okay. because they they're super they're strict super about strict that about they don't want diseases diseases in and out so so usually when I travel I just show up show up and hope that they have they have stuff for me Argentina Argentina was a fantastic fantastic example because because those guys down those guys down read they made almost no money no money and, and so they didn't. So it's they not didn't, like they had not a like spare, spare rig sitting, sitting around. I mean, those guys, I mean, those guys yeah. just went day just went to day, day, to day getting, by. getting by. And so when and they, so had, to when they together, had to put together uh, uh, a setup, a setup set ride, ride. I, I had a horse, I had a horse, but and I but, suppose and I, I could have like bare back the whole time. It might have been easier, easier. But what they did was they went was they went and. They started, they started like putting, like together, putting together a saddle. A saddle for the, the, the owner of the, the place. Owner of the place. He just dropped he me just off. Dropped and me he off. Was like, all right, like, all right. This guy's American. This guy's American. Doesn't speak very, doesn't much, speak Spanish. very much Spanish. Here you go. He's working. He with you. Working he, took with you. he took off. So I was so just, I was just with these guys. With these and guys. We, we, and were we, we were doing our best. Doing our best. Communicating. So we caught my horse. And and. They went to they making went to a saddle, making for, a saddle me. for me, and, and Argentinian, Argentinian saddles, saddles traditionally, traditionally they have no they tree, have no tree there's, nothing, there's nothing structural about it. About it. Uh, it's just uh, mostly it's just leather, mostly leather and wool, wool that makes up that saddle. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the, so the, the one guy, the one guy that I was working, that I was working with, with, he was like, "Oh, I got an idea. I got an idea. He's just here, just around the back of the barn, and comes back like five minutes later, minutes later." And he had found, he an, had old found an old styrofoam, styrofoam cushion, cushion that was out of a couch. Out of a couch. And, and he threw that he up threw there that as, a pad, as a pad, put on the horse. On the horse. And then, and then we, they, we, did, they have did have the, this, this actual, actual saddle, saddle, what they would call, they the, would saddle. call the saddle. And, and uh, that, uh, that, that basically, that basically is, is a soft, a soft uh, uh, like like leather leather roll in the front and the kind of similar to squaw tits or, or buck and rolls mm-hmm. or whatever you might call them just like just like packed leather packed leather full of, wool. full of wool and so you had, one, so of you had one of those on the front on the and front one of those and on, one of those on the back and then the rest of it was just sewn together no 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 structure to it whatsoever so we put that up put that up but that thing doesn't that thing doesn't ring d ring like a normal saddle does to to secure it secure it so what you do so is you do is basically put a cinch on top on top and you put a cinch on bottom bottom and you pull the latigos on both sides and it holds that whole thing down thing down but then okay. but then you put a, you put a, a sheepskin, sheepskin on, top on top of that and the sheepskin is just meant to be kind of padding or whatever or whatever and, and we didn't have an extra, didn't have one, an extra one, of one of those so so Juan, Juan again, he's again, like oh i got an idea oh, i got an idea runs off, runs and he off, comes back and he comes with, back a with a ratchet strap that like you would like you would strap something down something down with pick up with to, oh, to, to tie that to on. tie that on and, and one of the other guys, the other guys working with me, me he was like oh was like, no, no no just no. give him mine. mine his was also his was a ratchet, also strap, ratchet strap but it was, but it was like, like a heavy duty, a heavy duty two inch trucker, trucker ratchet, ratchet strap, strap. And, um, and um um but it but it it it, it worked it worked better than the better one than the one, one, one found. found. So the other so guy, the other guy, took one inch ratchet strap and ratchet strapped his saddle on, and then I ratchet strapped mine down. down. Um, um, and then and they then found an old found rusty, an old rusty bit, bit, and they were using a rock to knock the rust off of it and everything to get it. So so it could be used. And Juan again disappears behind the barn. 
and and he came back he came with back like with 20, like 20 foot of extension cord, extension cord that he had just that cut, he had off, just with cut off with his knife. And so he, and so he braided, braided like an extension, like an extension cord, cord, I think, cord, usually, I think has usually has three wires, three wires inside, inside, of inside of it. And so yeah. he and so used he the ends and braided it. Braided it. Great at braiding. And he braided the bit and made a head stall. Braided the bit on there. And then he braided my... My reins. my reins, and so I and so I, I, I was using I, extension, I was using cord, extension reins cord reins and extension cord head stall head stall uh, huh. with, a, with a ratchet with a ratchet strap strap saddle saddle, and that's what and I that's what I rode the time, 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 time when I was down there. Well, I mean, it uh, it makes you appreciate how uh, how easy we got it up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you walk I mean, into you walk into a guy's. You know, most you know, most, most guys most are guys are pretty dang proud dang of their proud of their their tack room, room, tack room and what they've accumulated, what they've accumulated over, the over the years. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, down there, down with, those there folks, with those folks, you know, they're you know they're, they're lucky they're lucky to get their kids, get their fed. kids fed. So they so they yeah. they, if they yeah. just got they just got to let them get their job done every day. They're 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 happy. They're happy. They don't they don't have extra they don't have extra Everything they everything they every single day. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's crazy. I it's it's interesting talking to people that've been in different parts of the world and and uh, like we, we just, just don't, don't have a real sense, sense of poverty. poverty. Like you, you can, can kind of see it in in some, some of these inner cities. I mean, particularly like the you know, I think, I think like, like Baltimore or uh, like like Jersey City or Newark, New Jersey, like places like that, or you can see a little bit of it. Um. But compared, compared to like, like Africa, Africa poor, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Not, that's, that's your your worlds apart. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's right. Exactly I mean, there's I mean, there's there's there's, there's, parts, there's of the parts of the U.S. that would that experience that, that uh, you know, like you're saying, like inner, you're saying cities inner cities or or, or, the, Appalachians. or the Appalachians. There's a lot of really mm-hmm. poor folks poor that live folks up there and there and. Um, um, you know, and I, and I, I didn't, and I didn't grow up with much money. Much my money. family, my was, family was, was pretty was poor. Pretty poor. Um, uh, yeah. And, or and, at least, or so, at least I so I thought. thought, and then I went right. and lived in, in other places, other places and, it's like, and it's man, like, man, I had, I had a lot, a lot. and I'm and very, I'm fortunate, very fortunate, fortunate to even, even, you know, amongst, you know, amongst peers, peers in the United States, the United States like I didn't have a whole heck of a lot, but then you go live with these folks and, I mean, these, pe- I mean, these, these pe- people, these people would almost everywhere, almost everywhere I went, they, went, they, they literally, literally would have first born child, child, child to just to, to have just to have American citizenship. citizenship. Like they, like they yeah. so badly, so badly wanted to come here, to come here to try to and try fulfill, and fulfill the American, American dream. dream. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it it makes you appreciate um, yeah, like just how good we got it. That's uh, right. That's right. Argentina seems uh. Like I'd like to go visit there sometime too. That just <laughs> I know there's a lot of cool country down there and I'd like to go see those like the gauchos work on one of those big ranches and 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 just, you know, just see how they do things. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, you know, the, to, one, one of the cool one things, of the cool things about, about Argentina is, Argentina is it's, it's it's a, a very a, long, skinny, long country. skinny country. So mm. so so northern and, northern and Chile and Chile is, is even more even this more way because it's even skinnier, skinnier and longer. Yeah, but but uh, both of those uh, both countries, of countries, like northern, like northern Argentina, Argentina, 
you're you're you know you're in the southern tip of the Amazon. Amazon. And, and it's swamps, it's swamps like I was like I was cows, cows capybaras, and capybaras swimming around and anacondas, anacondas and stuff like that. Stuff like that. But that's where I got that's where I got Zika, Zika, in the northern part of our part of our swamp to swamp and uh, and uh, the southern the part, southern part like you go like you go way down way south down and south, south, and you're, I mean, you're talking I mean, you're talking like Canadian Canadian type winters winter stuff down I mean they're way south and so they have every every of the climate, the climate. They've, got they've got from jungle, jungle clear down, clear down to, you know, you know, almost Arctic, almost Arctic type of type. Yeah, because they're stuff, that's stuff. the closest point to Antarctica is is you know that's right, southern. That's right. Ashwaya, 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 the southern tip of South America. South America. That's where most that's people where most people set off set from off to go to Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, I um, I was, it was the. The book Hawaii by James uh, Michener. I had to read it in high school, and they were talking about those ships that had to go around the <laughs> the Horn of South America, and mm-hmm. like that was a that was a rough deal, and it was cold as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Argentina, and Argentina control, can control, you know, they've, got they've got all got all of that. So you can so you yeah. can you can work you with can gauchos, work with gauchos, that, gauchos are, that are. In in two feet of snow, snow half the year, half the year like we are like in Wyoming. Wyoming, or you can work yeah. with gauchos, gauchos that are that are in in the rainforest, rainforest. And, mm. and you know you got you both know, you end got both ends. Of it, so yeah, that's interesting. So and how long did you you spend in Argentina? I think that I was think that was about four about months. Four as months well. As well. Um, um, I'd, I I planned to stay down there quite a bit, longer, quite a bit longer, but when I got when I got really sick, really sick, uh, it was uh, kind of it was kind of emergent emergent thing to get home. Yeah. So, so I I came back yeah. much, yeah. much than I expected. expected. <laughs> yeah, that well, that makes sense. Um, like Argentina is a fairly advanced country, but that's compared to the rest of the world. Like. United States is still, I mean, it's, for, if I was, for all if I was, the, the shit, shit about, about our healthcare, healthcare system, system I, there's not another country on earth I'd rather have to go get surgery in, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, if I was going to live, live in a country, in a country outside, outside, of, the outside of the United States, States it would be Argentina. But that's, yeah. that's mostly because, mostly because Argentina, Argentina is, is right, right on the edge, edge where it's, where it's civilized, civilized enough, enough that you could that you like, could like, I think you I could, think you could comfortably, comfortably raise, you know, have a wife and kids, and kids there, there and, and, and feel and comfortable, feel with, comfortable that. with that. Yeah, but, but it's not as civilized, civilized here. I mean, here. I mean the, government's the government's still very corrupt. Very corrupt. There's a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy stuff, stuff going on. on. But Argentina, but Argentina is like right on, right on the cusp, cusp of that. Yeah, where yeah. It, we're it, still it wild, wild, but, but, but not, but not so wild, so wild that, that you know, I, you know, I would I, never, I would can, never can like, like condone, condone anybody anybody doing what I have, I have done. I, did, I was I did, young, I was young and, and reckless, and went and, and did went it, and did it, and don't regret don't it, regret it, slightest, but I was, but a, I was a single, single young, young white guy, white guy doing, this. doing this, and and I I don't I don't know if it could have been, been done done by a woman, by a woman. because that's because uh, that's uh, kind of the kind unfortunate, of the unfortunate truth, truth that uh, uh, you know you know 
the way the cultures, way cultures see women, see women in, in, in other in other countries countries very different very yeah. different very different so very so, very different so so like me like going me out going doing this doing stuff this i'm not stuff. saying i'm not saying woman woman couldn't do couldn't it do they it. surely they could, could but like but things like, that they would have to deal with opposed to what i dealt with would be very different they'd have a lot more kind of hurdles hurdles to overcome and, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, don't a, that's, that's a kind that's of a kind of a rabbit hole conversation. conversation go down because it, it's, it's wild, wild in other places. Other places. Um, well, and, and unsafe. Unsafe. Yeah. So you know, I I uh, I used to work for a guy in college. Um, his dad, um, he invented uh, the critter call. Uh, the you know, I don't know if you've ever used those the coyote, uh, the coyote, coyote calls. Call. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy named Major Boddicker, and he sold them all over the world. And he was a really interesting guy in his own. Like he was, um, he was a smoke jumper uh, up in like the the northern part of Minnesota for a while. Oh, badass! <laughs> he's yeah, and he's uh, he's got two PhDs. He taught at CSU for a while. Like um, I think it's like Rangeland Ecology and uh, Wildlife Biology or something like. Uh, some something like big time outdoorsman. It sounds like a guy I'd like to meet. He's uh he's a he's a hoot. I, I really enjoyed that guy. And uh but he was talking about he got he got hired by a bunch of jackal hunters in South Africa to to show them how to how to use his call. And and he was you know, he's like now I grew up up north. I think he was from Iowa originally, and he's like, so I didn't, I didn't see any of the southern racism. But he's like, I grew up in that time, and he's like, that was mild compared to South Africa. <laughs> that, said, is, that, that was is... that was like a PG version of South Africa. Uh, well, well, I, I would I, I say, would the, same say thing. the same thing. That, that, was, that, my, that was my that was my that was my experience, experience in South Africa, South Africa as well. As well. Yeah, it, it really, really kind of cracks, cracks me up, up um, particularly, particularly with, like, this this woke stuff, which I'm, I think when they first, like, kind of coined the term woke, when it was, it was mostly just, like, it, it wasn't so much to do with racism and, and whatever, which then it morphed into whatever the fuck it is now. But it was, it was more just saying, like, ah, I see what the, the system for what it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm awake to how the system works and right and a lot of black folks are <laughs> like it's it's not so much that the system is racist it's um the system doesn't work if you don't have money like it doesn't work for you if you don't have money and <clears throat> that that was kind of where the like the woke stuff came from um but they uh they've gone off on this deep end where like everything is uh you know, it was offensive, and you're just like, take a look just anywhere outside the United States, and, um, and you know, even go into to Europe, like, civilized Europe, you know, allegedly, like, they're racist as fuck over there. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, like, compared to us, like, they're way more racist than we are, so, um, yeah, for all those folks, just like, hey, man... For all for all the the problems, it's still a hell of a lot better than just about any other country on earth as far as race relations go. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think it's unfortunate, unfortunate that, it's that it's even an issue, an issue but uh, but, uh, but, it is. but it is. And, and yeah, um, um, for for I guess just, I guess just at least in at least my in my experience, experience um, going going to South, South, South Africa was, was the first the time, first time I, ever I ever experienced like like serious, serious and, and true true racism. racism. Like it was like it yeah. was. It was Still, because there, because there, you know, you know, some of my best, of my friends, best over friends over there, there uh, lived uh, through lived apartheid. Through apartheid. Mm. So, so they're desegregating country, country, and and uh, a lot of these, a lot of these people, like they're, like they're especially, especially old, old folks, folks over, there now, over there now. They're they're they're, they're they look they at their look younger at their years, years, the glory the days, days, as anybody, anybody does. Like thinking that the younger years were better. Well, for them, they were segregated. So, so they're, they're they're still they're still extremely extremely racist, racist. and uh, and uh, yeah it's, it's like like mind boggling uh, to uh, me to me to, to, to have seen that because I because I I lived in I some, lived of, in the some of the most, most like, like rural, rural conservative, conservative old, old African areas, areas over there over there that were just, that were just incredibly, incredibly racist, racist like the like last, the last people, people to let to go, let of. go of. Of segregation yeah. over there, and it, it, and was, it just was just mind mind. I mean, it's I mean, it's obviously, obviously gone, gone, now, gone but, now, but it doesn't mean doesn't that mean that the, the hatred, hatred or, or you know whatever you, know, whatever you want to call it call it is, is gone is gone. Because because not. Not. I, I, I dealt with people, dealt with on, a people regular on a regular basis, basis that were just, that just probably probably some of the most racist people I've ever met. Yeah, I that's that's kind of what he was saying too. Is like. Well, and were you there when, when the because the government's now um, like majority black uh, dominated, like the the whites have always been you know minority pop population wise, but they used to have the the power, mm-hmm. and and like they they were just like burning farms down for the you know for for retribution, I guess, uh, for a while. And I don't know, were you over there when any of that shit was going down? Yeah, I I was and I wasn't wasn't aware, aware that that was happening. That was happening. I went there. There. They they called they them called the farm, them the farm killings. killings, and, and uh, I, I I didn't see it see ever ever myself, myself but, but I, I, knew, I knew I know I know multiple, multiple people that that their families, that their families were killed, killed or, or you know you named, named whatever whatever horrible horrible things, things happened. happened. Um, and, um, there's, and there's 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 still, still um, um, things happening things down, happening there, down there, there where there where they're um, um, I don't I don't I don't want like to get like too deep political into this stuff, stuff but they but they like basically, like basically there's, one, there's political one political party down, party down, there, down there that that um, um, they're a communist party and they're they're, they're gaining, gaining power, power down there and a lot of their uh, uh, appeal, appeal to people is that is they're going to take, this, take land this land back, back from, from white, folks white folks who own it. Who own so, it. I, so I have a really have good a friend, friend down there that, there that he's a veterinarian, he's a veterinarian. Um, um, and, and him and his, him brother, and his brother together, together went together and bought a farm. farm. They, they didn't they inherit it. Nothing. Nothing. They, they paid they for paid it themselves. And they're looking at, you know, possible retribution uh, without, without payment, payment which, yeah, means which means they're, they're they, they, you know, they, you know, they could, could potentially, potentially have, have the farm, the farm that they bought, that they bought five, years, five ago, years ago taken, taken from, them, from them 
and mm-hmm. uh, uh, they would get they would no get repayment, repayment for, it. for it, and it would just, it would be, just kind be kind of gifted off, gifted off to, to, to somebody to else. Somebody else. Uh, to uh, put, them, put them in their place. In their place. So, it's, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, very intense, intense col- col- uh, political, uh, political climate, climate down there. Down there. Because, it, because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not it's good. Not good. They, they, they deal with stuff we don't deal with here. Up here. And, and it is, it is, it's a wild. It's wild. And there's a lot there's of violence. Lot of violence. Um, um, I, I, I saw more, I saw dead, more dead bodies in South Africa than anywhere else I ever Saw that. saw that it, it, i mean i mean it was just, it was just kind of an everyday, kind of an everyday part, of part of life, life people, get, people killed get killed down there, down there. Life, is life is cheap, cheap. people don't people think twice about, about it and, and, and uh it, it it can be a dangerous, can be a dangerous place, place if, if, if you're in if the wrong place at the wrong time and that that country has nukes as well which is the crazy thing like that that's a that's a scary thought like that those fuckers have nukes as well and it's um you know we're we're about 250 years removed from colonialism um i mean i ha if you if you count the the westward expansion you know the way when we for the most part exterminated the indians i mean like they don't like to say that in history books but we did a pretty good job of just killing off almost all of them and uh that's that's the last the closest we've had to colonialism in, in the last 250 years but like South Africa that was just a couple generations ago you know yeah yeah and i mean i mean not even some of my best friends, friends down there the same age as me they were born in a part of part time they don't they necessarily, necessarily remember, remember it, but it but people 10 people years old, 10 years people, old. That people that are 40, 40 in south, yeah. south africa remember, remember growing, growing up, up in a part time so so yeah. Yeah. Segregated, segregated schools, schools all, that all that stuff, that stuff. They, they they i mean they remember, I mean, they remember they're not they're, they're not, not they're far removed from it at all at all that was uh was that that was a dutch colony right well, well, so this so is where this is things, where things get, even get even more tricky. More tricky. Is that uh, uh, there was there was British there there was there, a Dutch was colony, colony there. there. There was also, there was also a, British a British colony there, there. And, and there was a, there was a huge, huge war, war that was fought called, called the Boer War. war. And mm. the Boer War was between, was between the Dutch, and Dutch and British, British uh, fighting uh, over okay. South Africa. And it's a it was a brutal brutal war. And, and all of all the, of the native, native South, South Africans, Africans were involved, involved with it, too. too. Like, they, like they, they had to pick sides. sides. And, uh, I actually I actually went to a place when I was in South Africa, Africa uh, with, a with a co-worker, co-worker of mine. He was probably, he was probably at this time, he was in his, in his 40s. 40s. And we and went to we a sale barn uh, uh, in, in northern South Africa. And it was that place where I witnessed some of the most racist stuff i've stuff ever I've seen, ever seen in, that in that area and then we and then went we went back to, back to on the way, on back, the way home, back home we stopped, we at, stopped his at his dad's, dad's farm, farm, the farm he had, farm grown, he had up grown up on and his dad, and his dad was, was like a 85, 85 90 year old, old man, man. And, and he spoke he english, english perfectly. perfectly so did his, so his son, son but they both spoke as well and uh he had a couple black black Guys, guys over for him, for him, for him. He treated him treated him pretty horribly. Pretty horribly. It was it, it was, was shocking, shocking to me. And then, and then uh, um, 
he he came up came and up met, and met me, me and, and my friend, my friend says, says dad this, dad, is, my this friend, is my friend jay, jay he's, he's, he's visiting, visiting uh he doesn't uh, speak, he doesn't speak out 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 english so um um yep speak to him speak in english and 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 his dad, his dad the, only the only words he would speak, he would to, speak me to me in english were were i don't i don't speak speak fucking fucking british, british. and went and straight, straight, straight back to africans and and that's that that st- st- He had he no, no love for English speaking people. Even though, even though I wasn't British, British didn't, matter. didn't matter. He refused, he refused to speak English, English to me because, because he he just had just a hatred for English, 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 English language, language because, because of the war. war. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um. Yeah, that's it. It's it's funny when you get to delving into the, some of that stuff around the world is uh and people have long memories too and uh you know there's there's still people fighting over shit in the in the middle east that that you know only only goes back to you know a generation ago um or you know several generations ago but they're still fighting over it today and just like Man, people have long memories, particularly when when atrocities are are committed. You know, they got they got really long memories over in in certain parts of the world. Absolutely, Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And I'm seeing, and I'm seeing <laughs> no, that many places. places. Yeah. Um. So so what what um what what did you do when you were over in in South Africa? How long were you there? Uh, South, uh, Africa, South Africa, Africa was there. Was there. I've, I've, I've actually been actually to South, been Africa, South Africa, Africa twice. twice. Um, so, so in my in book, my book, I I kind of kind of condense it down, down to, to, to one to thing because it didn't make sense to split it up. But but um, um, I've been there, I've been twice, there twice for, for both times. Both I was there for about three months. Three months. So, so six months total in South Africa. Well, well, you know what? You know what? First, first, let me just let me give just you the give rundown, you the rundown of, of, of uh, where I where went, I went, like in like order. In order. So, so I went, I went, I went to I went Australia, Australia first, first, then I went, then to, I went Argentina. to Argentina, then I went, then I went to, to Sweden. Sweden, and then and then oh, yeah. Sweden, I went down, I went down South, South Africa, Africa. And, and then I went, then I went to, to Mexico. Mexico. And then, and I, then went I went to Mongolia. So that's so that's so just, okay. like just like a like basic, basic timeline time of everywhere, everywhere I went. I went. Um, um, but so so South Africa, South Africa was pretty pretty was on the, was second, on the second half, half of, the of the journey, journey I guess. I guess. Um, um, mm-hmm. And and so I so I I love South, South Africa. Africa. It was it was it was it was one hundred percent the place that changed me me as a person the most the most and and. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, it just, was just soul, soul shaking to be down, to be down there and be around, be around people. people. Uh, I love Africa. I love African people. people. And, and I don't, I don't know that I'd ever, that I'd ever live there, there, but just the just culture, culture itself, itself is, is fantastic. fantastic uh, being, uh, down, being there. down there, I I've heard nothing but like similar things about Africa. It just like. 
like unbelievable poverty, but also like unbelievable beauty at the same time. Right. And, right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've talked, talked to to a lot of military guys that spent spent some time in Africa, and they you know they of course when you're in the military, you're either on a on a U.S. base or you're in the absolute worst part of the country usually um chasing chasing down whatever whoever you're chasing down and um and then my buddy miles um man you i don't know if you ever come across him miles fedinas he's at a he's out of craig colorado he's a pretty big time hunter and he's been all over the world but he uh i haven't haven't. i'd like to meet him now he's a cool guy um and, and he was saying like Africa is just amazing. He he was uh, he's he's hunted over there several times, and, and he said if it was if it wasn't for like the political situation over there all the time, just being kind of in limbo, he'd live over there. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so, agreed, agreed. Um, so you you worked on a dairy uh, over there. I did. I did. Uh, it, was uh, it was for about, for about three, three days, days that I worked on a dairy. dairy. It was just, it was just to check it out, check it out, see it, see it. Um, mm. it was, it was, but it was but the it first was place, place I worked, I worked in South Africa. Africa. So, something that was surprising to me, and I would have imagined it surprising to most people, there's a huge Indian population in South Africa. Like India Indian? Yeah, yeah, from, from India. India, and, and they, uh, they, uh, they've a lot of them are like multi-generational. Have lived down there. Some of them are new, new. But, but um, I didn't, I didn't expect, expect that. that. But, but uh, the, the the farm farm at that dairy, at dairy farm, farm, farm manager, manager was, was a black guy. guy. He was, he was I, I, I believe he was Zulu. South Africa, South Africa gets, gets weird, weird because, because they, they, they call it they the, call Rainbow the Rainbow Nation. Nation. They have, they 11, have 11 official, official languages. languages. I don't, oh, know, I don't know what all of them are. But in South Africa, if you don't, if you don't speak, speak four or five languages, languages you're, you're behind. behind. That, that's uh, the way it works. It's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of, different of different cultures mixing, mixing together. So the guy who managed it, I lived with him. Uh, for a for couple, a couple days, days, and when we helped him on his, on his daily, daily chores and routine, and, routine and got to talk, got to talk with, with a bunch of people, people and uh, but uh, he's but a Zulu guy, guy, but the assistant, the assistant manager, manager at the time, at the time was, was a Indian, Indian gal, gal, and she and was, she was in, her, in her early, maybe mid 20s. And, and uh, she, she, yeah, like, yeah, her, like her, she was she born was in born South Africa, but, but her, her, her parents were born, born in India. India. And, mm-hmm. and uh, she was she the was assistant, assistant manager of this, of this giant, giant thousand, thousand head, head dairy, dairy farm. farm. They had a they big, had a big uh, uh, rotary, rotary milker, milker that they that used. They used. Huh. Um, so, so fair, fair, fairly, fairly high, high tech. tech. I mean, not not the highest tech, but but it was it was. It was, a, it big, was a big, like, like full-blown, full-blown dairy, dairy in that country. country. Hmm. And, uh, so, so, so what did you do, do f- um, after that? that? Um, like, like, did you work other places there in, in South Africa? Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, so I, spent, so I spent a couple, couple days, days there just, there just kind of learning. learning. And then I, I uh, 
I went, I went out, out to, to um, I guess it I guess was, it was two, or three two or three different, different ranches, ranches that I worked, that I worked on, on that, that had, had um, sheep, and, sheep cattle and cattle mostly, mostly. Um, um, both places. places. And, and uh, so, uh, it so it was mostly cattle, cattle work. work. I was horseback some of the time. Sometimes, sometimes I was just like in like the pickup. pickup. Hanging out hanging with the managers, managers just figuring, figuring out where out we're going to move, move this, this and that, that bunch, bunch around, around in their in pastures. pastures. And, and uh, but, but I, I so, so that, 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 that particular, particular place, heck, I don't, I don't, I don't even I don't know where I was, was, was at that, 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 that point when I went to that dairy because I was literally just like a stray dog jumping in people's pickups. Like if they had food. And, and a bed, a for, bed me for me to sleep in, in, I would, and I would just, just jump in with them. So, so I went to that uh, dairy. dairy. I think the dairy, the dairy was around, was around uh, Durban, Durban in South, South Africa. Africa. The, the, the town called Durban. Durban. Uh, I don't, don't remember. remember. And then, and then from, from there, there, I went, I went down, down to, to another ranch, ranch uh, close, uh, close to Swartburg, South Africa. And, and Swatford was way in the middle of nowhere. nowhere. Uh, uh, Kwazulu Natal was, was the province that we, that we were in. Were in. And, uh, we uh, were right, right up against, against the border, the border of a country, of a country called, called Basutu. And a lot and of people. Oh, don't that, that's like right there in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. A lot of people, lot of people don't realize, realize that there's, there's landlocked country, country inside, inside of South Africa. It's called Basutu. Basutu. The, the those, those people, people are, are badass, badass because, because they, they so the so way the way, the way that, the way that South, Africa South Africa ended up with, up with all, all of these different, different languages, languages and all the stuff going on is because, because back in the day, in the day there, was there was a guy, a guy <coughs> named, named Shaka Zulu. Zulu and Shaka, and Shaka Zulu was, was like the, the conqueror of Africa. Of Africa. So he started, so started up in the middle. middle and he worked, and he his, worked way his way down, down and conquered, conquered all, of, all Africa. of Africa. So, so when, he when he conquered, conquered all, of all of the southern, southern part, part the, the, the one part, part he didn't, didn't conquer, conquer was Lesotho. Lesotho. Because Lesotho, Lesotho they live they up, live on, up a on a big, big um, um, what do you call that? Like, like a, like a mesa, mesa, basically. basically. Mm-hmm. But, but huge, huge like, like cliffs, cliffs are their borders. So they could so throw, they down, throw down, rocks down rocks and, and arrows and whatever, and whatever they, they had to keep, keep Shaka Zulu from, from overtaking them. them. And, and so, so this, this, this is two, three hundred years, years ago. ago. Um, um, but, but South, South Africa, Africa became, became a whole country, country because he had conquered, conquered all of that. that. And Lesotho could not could be not conquered. conquered. So, so they were they the were tiny little mountain tribe in the middle. That, mm. that that wouldn't, wouldn't get, get overtaken. overtaken. So, so um, they're, they're still their still own, own independent, independent country. country. They're pretty pretty poor, poor uh, um, much, much poorer than, than uh, South, uh, South Africans, Africans as, a, as whole a whole right now. Right now. And, and uh, so a lot so of those, a lot of those guys, guys come, come out of out of Lesotho, and they, and they work, work in South, South Africa. Africa. They're incredible, they're incredible horsemen. horsemen. They, they basically, basically live horseback, horseback. Mm. and, and uh, uh, yeah, they're 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 they're, they're great, great people, people. And, and because, because South, South Africans, Africans as a whole are not really, really horse people. people. Lesotho mm-hmm. folks are, are really, really horse, horse people. people. They they, they live and die by horse. horse. Huh. That's interesting. I 
I, I've seen that country on a map a whole bunch. I always played like, you know, they have that wordle game uh, on, you know, you were, you guess the word every, every day. Um, but they have the, they have the same thing and they, but they just show you the shape of a country and you gotta, you have six guesses and, and that's how I know about Lesotho, but it's, um, I, I didn't know that whole story about it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how uh, how was it um, cowboying down there? Like the what what kind of what kind of gear are, are are you when you're horseback? What like what 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 are you? Uh, what's the gear like? Uh, it's, it's it's the worst, the worst I've, I've ever, ever seen. seen. It's very, it's very um, um, <laughs> it, it's I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's Africa, Africa to, to, to a tee, tee, though. though they they were buying saddles, saddles that cost. cost I would say, I would at, say best, at best, like $100, maybe $200, because it's all they can all afford, they can and, and that's what they were riding, and they were fiberglass trees, kind of shaped like an Australian saddle, if you know what that looks like, like it's just a bare Australian tree, and then, and they, then would they would use, use nylon to hook some English stirrups onto, onto that, that sucker. sucker. And, and they were the most, uh, of, anywhere of anywhere I've ever been in the world, the most uncomfortable saddles I ever rode. Um, but, but it, 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 was, it was, was what those people could afford. afford. And that yeah. was if, if they could, they could even, even afford a saddle like that. that. So, so yeah, um, um, they were they horrible. I never had a good experience horseback. In those, in those saddles, saddles as, far as far as like, like sitting, sitting on a horse, they, they, they rubbed, rubbed you raw, raw almost, almost immediately. They were, they were uh, really rough. rough. But, but um, yeah, yeah, great, 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 great horsemen. horsemen though. Though. They, they, they had, they had a, a, different a different type of horsemanship that was, that was, it was, it was not, not big, like you're like not going to get a cutting horse out of South Africa. You're not going to get like a really, really good using horse for the range. Out of, out of South, South Africans, Africans but, but they, especially, especially those Lesotho guys, guys that, were that were working illegally in South, South Africa, Africa, they'd bring, bring their, their horses, horses down, down and, and they, they were, that was, that their, was their most prized possession. So those, so those horses, horses, like, they had, they had them trained, trained to, to, to lay down, down to bow, to do, to do all this stuff. stuff. So they'd so lay their horses, horses down, down lay, lay Lay next, lay next to them, to them like, like snuggle, snuggle up, up to them. To I mean, their their horses, horses were the were best, best friend. friend. Um, <laughs> but that but was that the Lesotho guys. guys. So you, you the, the South, South African, African guys. guys. This this this, this is, is where it was, was very, very different. different. Um, a lot of a lot South, South African, African guys, guys would not ride a horse. horse. They wouldn't, they wouldn't step, step on one. They didn't want anything to do with it. And the reason why was because I mean these guys are covering a lot of miles every day. And, and, and the, and ranch, the ranch manager, manager is telling, telling them, them, I don't, I don't care, care how you cover, cover the miles, miles cover, cover them. And these, these guys, guys choose, choose to do it, do it on foot. foot. And the and reason, reason why is because, because if, if they, they got, got bucked, bucked off or they got, they got hurt, hurt somehow on a horse, horse, there's, there's no, no safety, safety net to catch at you. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you say, say, say you say break your leg, leg on a, on horse. a horse, one, one you're not going to the hospital, so your so legs your probably, probably going to heal wrong. wrong. But, mm. but two, two, if you, if you become, become crippled, crippled and your leg doesn't, doesn't work right, right you, you might, might be lucky, lucky if, if you've, you've got, got some, some 
kids, kids around, around that, that might, might pay, pay for you to live, to live but the, the more than more likely, likely nobody, nobody is going to give, give you any money, money whatsoever. whatsoever. So to, so to these, these guys, guys, it was, it was easier, easier to walk, walk than it was, was to ride, just, just because, because they knew the, the risk, risk of possibly getting, getting hurt, hurt on the horse, horse was not was worth their time. time. It, would, mm. it, would, it, would, it would it would ruin their life. life. It would end their, their life, life basically, basically if they if got, they got hurt, hurt on the horse. horse. And, and the, the, the guys from the guys from Lesotho didn't see it that way, but the guys from South Africa they would rather walk than ride a horse because they couldn't risk. Possibly, Possibly getting hurt. Huh. Now, now when we're talking the the natives there, these these are all black folks. Like they're they're like yeah, really yeah. dark black folks. They're Lesotho, uh, South Africa, but they're, it's it's still very tribal over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. They they they. Um, they, they so, so this, this was, was the weird, weird thing, thing that, that, I, that, I, that didn't, I didn't, I still, I still don't, know don't know if I fully grasp it, it. but, but um, you, have you have Zulus, you have Sutus, you have, have Olsas, you have, have uh, like all these, all these uh, Swatis, you have all these different, different uh, people, people that, speak that speak a different, different language, language, and when they speak a different language, uh, that, that also, also means they're, they're from, from a different, different tribe. tribe. So when, so when mm-hmm. South, South Africa, Africa speaks 11, 11 different, different languages, languages that, that means, means there's, there's 11 different groups of people that identify, that identify with each, each one, one of those, those groups. And that, and that even goes, goes uh, amongst, amongst white, white people, people as, well. as well. So, so you know, like, like the, the, the Afrikaans people, people did not particularly like the English people. And so and that so goes, goes back, back to the story, to the story I, was I was telling, telling where, where um, yeah. depending, depending on what, on what language, language you spoke, spoke and, and, and this, this is also why people had to speak five, five different, different languages, languages to, get to get work done, work done. Um, huh. they, they, would, they would they would speak, speak in all, in all these different, different languages, languages and each, each one, one of those was kind of a tribe of people and I, 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 don't I don't know, know all, all of the, the particulars, particulars behind this, this but, but I did, did meet people when I was, when I was there. there. Guys, guys, guys that when I was, I was there, there, they were probably, they were probably in their 40s. 40s. They, uh, you, could you could see, see like, like deep, deep scars, scars on their, on their cheeks, cheeks and stuff, stuff like that. that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I asked uh, one, of one of my best, best friends over there what that was about. And, and he, he said, said that, that pre-apartheid, pre-apartheid there, there was, was so much, much tribal fighting amongst um, Zulus, Zulus and, and Sutus and, and, and all these other, other people, people that, that uh, when, when, when you were, you were born, born, you were, they, they would they take, would a, take razor a razor blade, blade and, and on your, on your cheeks, cheeks, they would, they would cut... cut um, what whatever, whatever, like, like basically, basically a brand, brand, but it was, but done, it was done with a razor blade, blade, and then they would hack it with, with uh, ash, ash to turn, to turn it, it into a pretty, pretty large, large scar. scar. Hmm. So, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Let's, let's, let's let's say, say for, for example, example, like like two two, two lines, lines on your cheek, one one your 
and three, three men who are sleeping, or, uh, Orsa. So, infants were being, being cut, cut and, and having this, this ash packed, packed into, into their, their wound, wound to make, to make it, scar it scar up really, really mm. big. And, and that, that was basically your ownership to these uh, uh, tribes. tribes. So, 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 so say, say you're walking, walking down, down your, 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 your mother, mother and, and you might you have, have the scars, scars on your cheek, cheek and you're, and you're walking, walking down, down the road. road. And, this and this happened, happened all the time, time while, while, while I was down there. They would be like, like young, young kids with, with sticks, sticks and rocks and, and you know, whatever, whatever weapons, weapons they, they could find. find. And they, and they would, would burn, burn a, a big, big tire, tire in the middle of the road. road. And they, and they would, would stop you. Like if, if, you, if, you, if you drove, drove past them, they would, would destroy your car. car. So, so you had to stop and talk to them. them. And they would... Basically, Basically, when, when I, was I was there, there they, they, they just wanted, wanted like a, a, a small, small fee to drive, drive past, past them. them. But, but back, back in the day, the reason why these people, people had their, their cheeks scarred is because, because they, it was, it was tribal, tribal warfare. warfare. And if and you if tried, tried to pass this checkpoint to, to like, like get, get into, into this, this town, town and you didn't have the right tribal markings, you would get killed. So, so even uh, your infants needed to have, to have those correct, correct tribal markings for you, you to pass a checkpoint they had set up. Jeez. That's crazy. But this, 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 this is 30, 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. So, it's, so it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a super modern, modern thing, thing, but you still, still run, run into people all the time that have the markings, markings on, on them. Mm. That, 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 that. It, it, it was, was tribal, tribal warfare. warfare. That's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it was a little, <clears throat> a little bit different in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet, Sweet, Sweden, Sweden was, 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 was kind of the opposite. opposite. Sweden, Sweden was uh, incredibly safe, safe uh, well, well taken care, care of. of. Um, they. they yeah, yeah, Sweden. Sweden, Sweden was um, the by, by far, far the least dangerous, dangerous place, place that I went to. Um, mm. they, they, they they battled with a different, different set of restrictions, restrictions holding them, them back, back that, 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 that we, we don't deal with, with and, and nobody in the world deals with besides, besides them. And, and it was uh, kind, kind of the, the government. government. Um, being, being right, right in the middle, middle of their, their business, business all the time, mm. and if, if the, the government, government showed up, up uh, in the in middle of the day, it didn't matter, matter what, what you were doing, doing whatever, whatever the government, government told, told you to do, you had, you had to do. do. Uh, uh, so, like, like hormones, hormones, any hormones of any kind, kind were, were illegal in Sweden, so they could show up and say, take that bunch of cattle. Bring them, them into the, the crowd right, right now. now. We're going to take, take three random specimens out of that, that and make them stand in a tarp, tarp until all three of them piss. piss. And, then and then we're, we're going to collect, collect the piss, piss and test it for hormones. So it didn't matter what you were doing that day. If, if, if the, the European, European Union veterinarians showed up and said that, that you had to do it. All, All of the cows, the cows had, had a, a uh, an ear tag, tag that um, 
went, went straight, straight to the, to the Swedish, Swedish government. government. And so and when so you when put, you put them, them in your chute, uh, like, like Swedish chute, to hold them, them it, would it would read that, that and it would, would read the weights, weights of the cattle, cattle um, the health of the cattle. cattle. They, they would, would do, do like, like they, they were, were just, just you had to have, have your entire government database basically up to date at all times or they would come out and check you. So, 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 so Sweden was, was, was not wild, wild other than the aspect of there was, was so much, much government involved in what they did, did on a day-to-day -day basis, basis that it, it, was, it was very, very different, different from here. here. Huh. Yeah. That, how, uh, so, so was that, were you on a dairy out there as well or, or, uh, or was that a cow outfit or? No, no, that, that was, was a, a that, that was a cow calf outfit, outfit when, when I was, was there, there. And, that and that place was kind of um, it, it, it was it was not the normal, normal Swedish operation, operation that, okay. that they would get uh, uh, because there's a there's a cap uh, financially how much or not, not financially, financially but, but there's a cap. On, on how, how much, much land, land you can, can own uh, as a mm. citizen. So, so because, because of that, that uh, the, the cap, cap was, was fairly low. low. I don't know what the cap was, was. but um, you, you could, could not um, own, own enough, enough land, land to to, to have, have like, like a normal cattle range, range in that in that area. area. Huh. So the the, the people, people I worked for. Were, were kind, kind of an, an exception, exception to that because they leased a, a, a big military base. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and that, that base was there for them, them to practice with their, their tanks. Mm -hmm. And so, so they, they needed, needed these big, big wide, wide open, open fields. Field. So it was, it was, it was thousands, thousands of acres that these people, people had, but, but nobody, nobody else had that, that type of opportunity, opportunity to... Uh, to, to run, run that many cattle. cattle. So I see. they, uh, they had a, it was a, that, that's, <coughs> that's why I say it's the biggest operation in Sweden because, because nobody, nobody else had enough land to even compare to these people. Huh. That's interesting. Um, how was it? Was it more like a farmer type operation over there? That they they check cattle horseback. How how was I? I know nothing about that that part of the world agriculture wise. Yeah. yeah. So, so that so, so that, that family, family. I mean, I mean it, was it was about, about as cowboy as it comes as far as, far as you can go, go in Sweden. Sweden. Uh, they, they would they would import uh, tack and uh, cattle. cattle equipment like, like panels, gates, all that stuff, stuff they, they would import it from the US or Canada mm. and they would uh, because this particular family that I worked for they um, they had worked in Australia, Canada, the United States. Um, so they they were they knew how we did things and so basically what they did with their operation is run on it the same way we do. Okay. So, so it was, it was 
it was, it was not, not that, that different from here because, because they, they were just trying to mimic an American operation okay. over there. Um, but, but they had, they had to, to go above, above and beyond and pay kind of, kind of exorbitant amounts of money for the, the tack they used. They had to train their own horses, horses uh, so, so that they could use them for the type of stuff that we do. Um, because they're the only people in, in Europe that do that. Huh. That's Swedish cowboys. That's crazy. Um yeah. How <clears throat> how how are the people over there? Uh, I've heard uh I've heard those Nordic people can be kind of kind of uptight. What say, say that again? again? I said, um, how are the people up there? I've heard those, like, those Nordic countries, the people can be kind of uptight. Oh, um, no, no they, they were, were, they were fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Swedish, Swedish people, as far as, as English goes, goes like, like, they, they learned, learned Swedish, Swedish first and English second. And as, as far as that goes, Swedish people have by far the, the easiest accent to understand of anywhere that I've ever been. Uh, yeah. So, and then everybody knows it. I mean, I, like the whole country speaks English. They mm. or at least understand a good part of it. So, for example, we had some cows out on the highway one day, uh, and I was the only person home, and the, it was a guy, a cyclist, that was on a bicycle riding by, saw the cows out, and he just pedaled over to the house where I was, and then I pulled the door open, and he immediately started speaking to me in Swedish, and I was like, I, I apologize, I'm an American, I don't speak Swedish, and he's like, oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm very sorry, and immediately switched to English, and then in perfect English told me that we had four cows out on the highway, and he didn't want to to see, see them, them get, get hit, hit or, or somebody get in an accident. accident. And I said, well, well thank you very much. much. I appreciate that. And I went and put them back in. in. But that's, that's a good example of just being, being in Sweden. Sweden. You, you could, could go, go to the grocery store, store and they, they would tell you something in Swedish, which I've learned some after a while, and I can understand what they said. So I would just skim by on that. But if I ever had a question and I was like, Sorry, I don't speak Swedish, and you tell me in English. Almost every single person I met over there could immediately switch to English, and and not broken English, like perfect English. They could switch over and speak to me. So they're, um, I, I never felt like they were uptight or too too good for me in any way. They were, I thought they were very kind people that I dealt with. I that's yeah, I have never. Never, like I said, I've never been over there, I, but I, I'd heard that, and uh, but I also don't know many people that spend any time over there, so that's uh, good to know. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, they they, they could be uh, um, kind of pretentious people. I I don't know, but it, it was not an experience I had. Yeah, no, I uh, that's that's good to hear. I uh, I always like to hear the the best in people you know there's uh I, what i have learned is like people are just people no matter no matter where they're from they're just people and uh so they everybody's got their own way of thinking but 
You're still just people. That's right. That's, That's exactly right. right. Um. So then you. Yeah. Uh, I think. You went I think. Through, um, oh, go ahead. And find kindness, but, and you have to trust people in order to do that, but also um, you have to be careful who you trust. Um, that's been one of my biggest kind of revelations in traveling is, is who you trust. Uh, because I've trusted a ton of strangers, going to live at their house and slept on their couch or whatever spare bedroom and these are people that could easily be a serial killer or who knows and um, I don't know there's kind of people all over the world but I've also learned that there's people that um, don't take advantage of you and you have to be yeah. careful about that yeah yeah that's for sure um so then you went to Mexico. Imagine it was, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've talked to a couple people that worked on some big ranches down in Mexico and they say it's kind of like the old West out there. It is. It, it absolutely is. They, um, it's it's exactly like what you see in the movies. Can can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, it's um it's exactly what you see in the movies and they uh they it's like these old dusty you know, dirt roads through town. And they, um, they, they still live in, you know, a, not adobe, but like mud brick houses, mm-hmm. and uh, like that. And they, they're, um, man, I would. Mexico is such a great place, and and Mexican people are such great people. Um, I've, I've, I've. I've told people before that I, I would move down there in a heartbeat uh, if there wasn't all the cartel stuff going on and all the, you know, crazy. I, I dealt with that when I was down there and because otherwise that that is such a great place to live. It's a good climate, good people. I just I love Mexico. Yeah. Um, what was what was kind of the the cartel situation? Um, you know, for for the rural Mexicans, you know, uh, you always hear about the border violence and and then, um, but I, like I'm curious as to, you know, what what it's like for for your average like rural Mexican rancher or whatever. Um, yeah, so, got to think about what I'm going to say about this. Uh, Mexico, 
the government doesn't really have a lot of say down there. It seems mm-hmm. like where I was at, the government, um, they, the government is the cartels, which is unfortunate. But uh, they they do the job that that our government does up here. Um, yeah. Like if you look at it at its simplest form, and um, they, it's it's dangerous, and the everyday life for a rural Mexican in an agricultural area is that you keep your head down, and you don't say anything, you don't talk to anybody, you don't ask questions. Uh, and you go about your life, and you know that it's around you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you don't ask questions about it. And if you do, you get killed. Like when when I was down there, at the exact time when I was living in uh, northern Mexico, there was uh, some American white tourist dude that he was in the next town over from where I was and he was drunk and he was asking a lot of questions about how things went down and stuff, just things he shouldn't have been asking. And as far as I knew, he got cut up into pieces and put in a 55 gallon barrel and dumped over the side of a bridge. Oh, shit. He was... But it was all because he was just asking too many questions. They they thought that he was an FBI informant or something like that. Mm. And uh, so that's why they did that. So I I stayed clear of that. There was... at At this time, my Spanish was fairly clear... Um, and I guess, I guess I'll just say this, there, there would sometimes be guys that showed up that unquestionably they were not from that area or not of that, um, income class, I guess, like they were, they had much more money than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And just because of what I heard and what I knew, I would steer clear of those people, never talk to them, never ask them questions. Uh, it was none of my business. And yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Me- Mexico was probably, probably the scariest place, not because of what happened. I mean... I got caught up in a gunfight and some other like cartel stuff while I was down there. Um, but because even now, like on this podcast, I, I don't really want to say too much about it because mostly because I don't want it to affect the family I was living with. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super powerful. They, they are the government down there and they, you know, you hear like all of the killings and stuff <clears throat> you do, and that's of course that's real. 
but there's much smaller things that residents deal with on a day-to-day -day basis of um, just like they've run your life. Like if you own a firearm, that your, your worry is not the Mexican government. You're, you have to have that registered through the cartel down there. Huh. They need to know that you own that. Even if it's a like you're running a high fence, mule deer, deer hunting farm type thing, they need to know. And they come in, they take, you know. Well, they do. They do whatever they do, but they they know what you what you own, and and they are exactly what most governments do. Hmm. It's interesting. I I have a feeling that we're gonna have troops over in Mexico here before too long, and um, that's unfortunate. But yeah, they. Uh, it's funny they got all their power through the drug trade, and uh, they they didn't really rise to power till drugs became illegal here. Yeah, that's well. That's a whole nother wormhole we could go down. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the drug trade and yeah, it's, it's financing a lot of that type of stuff. They don't, I mean, yeah, they, sometimes they manufacture it down there. Sometimes all they're doing is passing it through. Like it came from South America produced down there and all they're doing is just, getting it through the country but you, you're right a lot of the majority of the power that they have comes from money made off the gun trade or the drug trade probably yeah. uh but they the, the the part that was most interesting to me is that the cartel down there plays the same role that the that our government does yeah and anything you're monitored for in this country that's what the cartel monitors you for in mexico yeah Plus, more than that and they don't have the technology here or like we do here but um yeah they yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting dynamic and uh, i it's basically uh an underground government is what yeah <clears throat> it's uh i will say though like should uh should a, another world war ever happen like i would be putting these cartel guys as like my head of logistics um because if you if you look at if you'd listen to a lot of military historians, they'll say like the, it's not the armies that win wars; it's the the guys that can run logistics and feed the armies that win wars. And um, the Mexican cartels have got logistics down to an uh, exact science, but it is uh, those guys can get anything anywhere. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, um, if if we ended up in a world war where it was North Americans, and I mean Canadians, Mexicans, Americans, all those people together, 
I'd, I, you'd have a hell of a fight on your hands if he was fighting us. That's all I know. Yeah. I See, I'm not ever worried about, like, Russia or China invading us. I mean, they might be able to nuke us, but anybody nukes anybody, that's that's it for the world. Like, like the world's over if that, that shit happens. So I'm, I'm not really that worried about about nukes it but it's always there in the back of your mind you're like that that shit could happen um but if anybody tr- tried to invade the united states i mean it it would be a just a ungodly slaughter uh you, you've got three thousand miles of ocean on either side and uh and we spend more than the next 11 countries combined on our military. Like, we got a lot of toys. I agree. Uh, we've got a whole lot of badasses right now in our military that are chomping, chomping at the bit. Well, and then we've, we've also, also got, got 400 million guns in the domestic, domestic population, population as, as well. well. So, like, there, there's that. Right. <laughs> like, it's... Right. If it it's, goes, uh, if it goes to that point, good luck. But, but even, you know, guys like uh, I, I've, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff with uh, Marcus Luttrell and uh, mm-hmm. and and Kennedy and all these guys that are, you know, they they they're still very capable human beings. But if you listen to them talk i mean they're older they're out of special forces and stuff like that yeah uh, they're kind of on the backside of their career you listen to guys like that talk about it and they're like look i don't want my kids to fight this war i want i want the people that i know that are still alive to fight this yeah a country full of badasses and we have all these guys, like, Marcus Luttrell might be 40 years old, but you can't tell me that that dude is still not one of the baddest dudes on the planet. And oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of those GWAT veterans that are just, you know... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we've got the best military in the world. Um but our government gets us into wars that we can't win and then like and a lot of times it looks like they don't even want to win they just want to keep the the gravy train rolling for the for the arms manufacturers you know that's a, what it seems to be but in the meantime yeah we've raised up a hellacious bunch of warriors that really they, they wouldn't mind a good fight if it's for the right reasons yeah I think that's right. There's a whole lot of guys that are, you know, maybe retired or stepped out of the military and they've just got back from Iraq, Afghanistan, all that stuff. They're not active duty, I guess, but you you bet your ass that this this country's covered when when it comes to those folks. Yeah. Yeah, I it's it's one of those things I'm not I'm not really worried about, but I I do think there's something brewing 
um with with mexico um between the governments anyways i mean th those cartels are a real real problem but i mean it's it's kind of like with with saddam he was a real fucking asshole but look what happens when you take him out of power <laughs> you know it shit yeah, runs amok and it's kind of the yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's much different from where you are to the rest of Mexico. Like the cartel just kind of runs shit, uh, and the the government will kind of they'll they'll kind of make some arrests and flex a little bit. But shit, they they arrested El Chapo's son, and the cartel just surrounded the military and said, "Let him go," and they did. Yeah, it was just it's uh. You almost have to work with the cartels instead of try to get rid of them at this point, because they're if you if you take out the cartels, who who God knows who takes over, because the government doesn't have any power. Yeah, that I mean that's why I say they they are the government down there. Like it's it's crazy because it's uh, very turbulent for for people living down there, but. Mm. They they are the government, but I guess back to talking about all all this stuff like that. They're also like a very capable army, more or less. Yeah. So so regardless where you want to land, like you you switch their mind from. I'm protecting a entity, business entity, and that's my job. To I'm protecting my homeland. Good luck. Yeah. So they will wreck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, we got we 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 kind of got the geographic lottery uh for the most part. You know, like <clears throat> I think uh. I think if shit ever popped off with uh, with Canada, most of the, the the Canada that's willing to fight would kind of team up with us because uh, like the the shitty part of Canada wouldn't fight anyways. And uh, yeah, if you if you were to invade Mexico, it'd be it would not be a cakewalk. It would it would not be a cakewalk. <laughs> no, the danger would. There's there's, a, there's some, some tough, tough country, country all over that. that. Uh, you know yeah, they, they got, got the, the they got, they got mountains, mountains, they got jungle, they got. I mean it's it's a uh, yeah. There it would not be a cakewalk. No, I agree. I completely agree. Um, all right. So then Mongolia was last place, and this this sounds like the most interesting place you you went to. Um. You, you rode reindeer. Uh, you got to wrestle with uh, with the steppe people. Yeah, I did. I did all that. I, that's uh, that's kind of a badge of honor. <laughs> like that. That is, those are some of the most manly men on earth. Is like the the Mongolian horsemen is like like for for thousands of years have been. I mean, that's that's the descendants of uh, Genghis Khan. That's exactly right. Yeah, those those people uh, that live over. The, for example, um, a Mongolian halter, like what we would 
use it as a rope halter. Mm-hmm. Uh, those come with a what's it? Uh, I'm trying to think of what you call it. like a the, the bit is integrated into the bottom of the halter. Mm. And the reason why that they have that, it's just like a snapple bit, very easy, simple bit. That snapple bit, it it's uh, bent on the bottom to fit around the horse's cheekbone. Mm-hmm. The, like if you think about a rope halter, the the part that goes around the cheek of the horse is a bit on okay. the that they use. And that is thousands of years old lineage coming down and they still use it. And every horse gets haltered in a halter like that. And the reason why is because when, when Genghis Khan was in power, he uh, required all men to be ready for war within three to five minutes, somewhere in there. Mm. And so they came up with this idea, well, why not just integrate the bit into the halter? And so all you have to do is loosen that knot on that horse let it down, put the bit in his mouth, and then retie it. And then you take your lead rope and tie it around to the other side. And then bang, you have a, a, a bridle set up. Huh. And they're all just like a snapple set up. And they, that's, that's how the entire country lives. I mean, we're, we're talking... I don't, I don't, I don't even, even know when Genghis Khan was conquering or a thousand years ago. Something a long, I mean, a long time ago. This was a long time ago. But this was a law that he created, and the entire country still kind of lives by it, basically. So, That's wild. Well, all right, so... How how did you get over there? What was what was the process that that landed you in Mongolia learning this this thousand year old tradition? I went over there. Uh, my, my my original plan was to buy a couple horses. Horses are cheap in Mongolia. There's no private land. There's no fences. You can go where the hell you want. So. You could take, take off, off, and that, that was that was, was my plan. plan. Uh, and I asked the guy, "Is um, I asked him about what what, what he would suggest, suggest because, because he was an American that had been in Mongolia a bunch." And so I said, "Where would you start? Where would you finish? All this stuff." And he uh, just. He got, he got back, back to me, and then he said, it's cool you're coming over to Mongolia. Um, if you would like to, I'd like your help taking veterinary supplies up to these people that uh, the last people on Earth that ride reindeer as their main source of transportation. Transport. 
So, so uh, he kind of switched my mind. mind. I, was I was originally planning, planning on taking, taking some horses uh, and, and just riding out. But, but he talked me into that, and it was, it was a great idea. idea. I'm glad, glad I did it. Glad, glad I did it. it. But, but they, they they took us up to it was, it was me and my, my friend, friend Eric. He was he was, he was the guy, guy who set the whole thing up, and uh, we jumped in, in these vans and, and drove, drove like two three, three days. On, on a, a two-track two road, uh, up to, to where it, it ended, and, and then, then we jumped, jumped on horses. horses. Are you like, are you carrying your fuel with you for the vehicles? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they they, they definitely, definitely had like big fuel, fuel cans with and, and then also they knew where, where the fuel stops were because oh, okay. this is not a you know it's a nomadic culture but there are some like, like tiny establishments so mm. some of them might have had fuel but it was few and far between um so, so we drove for two days roughly to the end of the two-track road and then met up with a family that had horses that their brother had married into this reindeer tribe he had married basically the what do you call it like the like the princess of okay the reindeer tribe so, so we, we jumped, jumped on with these boys, packed a bunch of pack horses. They, they were, were wild horses, horses that had never, never been handled before, as far as I know. So, so we, we had, had to like trip them down and and put the packs on them. Um, so, so we rode up into the mountains. Uh, there's probably ten of us, or ten horses at least. And we, we camped, camped and we rode and we rode and we rode and we didn't know where the, the Mongolian reindeer riders were at. Their, their tribe is called the Tatan people. Mm -hmm. A-T-A-N, Tatan. And uh, we, we finally found them and we lived with them for a while they, they live in teepees like as, as rudimentary as you can imagine like they they, they don't, don't have cell phones, phones. They, they don't nothing they don't they, they just live yeah um well i i heard you on toughy saying you know they had uh they had meat hanging up outside the teepees like what what kind of meat are they uh, are they eating or are they eating their reindeer or what what are they are they herding sheep or so the, the meat that was hanging out, out i think, think that the, the pictures, pictures are of and the day i arrived was goat meat I okay think they, bought, they had bought a goat or two um 
just, just to get, get them through the summer. So, so this, this was, was a weird thing, too, in Mongolia that they, they had summer meat and winter meat. And then they believed that each type of meat gave them warmth at different times. Huh. So, so like horse meat was a winter, winter meat. And beef was a winter meat. Uh, sheep, goats, things like that, small animals, were summer meat. And they would eat those during summer if they had to. Huh. Interesting. So, so we ate a fair amount of, like, coarse stew, porridge, whatever you call it, um, and, 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 and reindeer also, um, but that was basically anything that wasn't, like, a big growing animal during the summer, they didn't eat, because they understood that growing during the summer when there was grass was, was not worth And then, and save the big animals for the colder weather where they'd keep better. Right. So, yeah. So come, come, come winter, winter time, time they, they would eat horse, they, they would eat beef, beef uh, in, in those colder, colder months. See, that, that makes a little more sense now, because in, in the U.S. early days, it was kind of reversed, where, like, cattle beef was more of a, like a seasonal thing um and, and it was it was sold fresh where a lot of hogs were were slaughtered in the in the winter months because they were easier to to smoke and preserve and um and so they did a lot of the hog slaughter in the in the winter months before you know before refrigeration and cattle were just uh like Beef has always been outside of jerky has been pretty hard to preserve. Um, and, and so it was, it was more of just a fresh, uh, a fresh cut of meat. And, and it wasn't until the refrigerated, uh, train car that, <laughs> that you got, you know, chilled beef going, going, uh, across the country. Yeah. I think that's right. So, um, I can't hear you. Um, uh, try, uh, exiting out. Um, we'll, uh, we'll call that good. Uh, before you do that, we'll, uh, we'll call that good for my main, main episode. Um, and if you want to hear more about the Mongolia story, you can sign up at patreon.com slash burning daylight. But we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll end it for now and, uh, I'll have you exit out and come back in. In the meantime, I'm going to go, uh, take a leak and thanks everybody for tuning in. Go buy his book. I've got it pulled up on Amazon. It's called the lost cowboy. And, uh, I've got it, got it coming. I've, 
haven't don't have it with me yet, but I'm looking forward to to reading it. And uh, go go follow him on Facebook. It's uh, the Lost Cowboy. There's a page there, and uh, yeah, go read it. Looks like it's gonna be an awesome one. I enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. So um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back hopefully on the flip side to hear a little bit more about Mongolia. Now move your ass. We're burning daylight. <laughs>
position of the sire has left these bum calves around. Townships range and section lines. 